0: Oh wow! This is gonna be so exciting. This one, I can't wait. <laughs> Chris, there's so many good songs on here. You got your Weezer, mm-hmm. you got yeah. Coldplay, great. Boo! Do you remember how much we laughed during uh, Stupefy? Let's get ready to laugh again with Disturbed. Man, there are a lot of great songs on here, Chris. Don't you think?
1: What kind of what kind of world have we created? Where Disturbed is our thing? Of get ready to laugh again. <laughs> here comes
0: Disturbed. We didn't create it, and I think that's something we have uh, shockingly had to remind ourselves about each and every time we've jumped into this. The water may be cold, but it's fun once you're in there, I kind of think, right? That's a fact. We had a, we had a lot of fun uh, recording this one. There's
1: some, uh, there's some Montreal music on here. There's some pointless music on here. There's some terrible music on here. Uh, the raconteurs are on here. I like them. Um, Sam Roberts, as always, podcast favorite. Sam Roberts is the modern Sloan. Um, I can't wait to find out what band takes that slot of just, just guys who just get it done. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know who's next on the list, but I'm looking forward to meeting them. This is the penultimate album. We got one more after this. This is number 13 of 14. It's not great. It's not the worst one. It's a lot of fun to talk about because it's weird.
0: weird. Weird Weird in the way where it's like, you know, you're at the club listening to Lil Wayne, listen to all these awesome hits. And then somebody, the DJ, obviously, is like, mm. man, I their minds are going to be blown as soon as I put on Hollow Point Sniper hyperbole by Ubiquitous Jeez. Synergy Seeker. The floor is going to go nuts
1: can anyone tweet at us if they've heard of ubiquitous synergy <laughs> seeker
0: i feel like this band was plucked out of literal obscurity still i'm reading the name of that band in the song i listened to the song it doesn't seem like a real song it just seems like something nope. a computer made uh at really low cpu threshold yeah like in rick and morty
1: <laughs> human music human music <laughs>
0: <laughs> Amelie, 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 Amelie. Why couldn't that song have been on this?
1: Oh, I totally missed Carter. I 100% missed Lil well, Wayne.
0: You missed the Carter 1, 2, and 3, apparently. because I
1: missed all of it. I still have yet to listen to any Lil Wayne. I'm surprised. Uh, by choice. Um, well, yeah, he caught me at a point where it was like, at this time, I was listening to like Fleet Foxes. Oh, okay, um, <laughs>
0: you yeah. you had moved on from conscious rap to just listening to the beats to uh, a bunch of bearded men from the West Coast, uh, no relation to you, um, <laughs> singing <Yeah>. in beautiful, <laughs> beautiful mushroom-induced harmonies. Gotcha. Yeah, 100%. Well, I
1: was, I, was, uh, uh, I was on the West Coast, I was bearded, I was surrounded by beautiful people, and yeah. I was taking mushrooms and smoking a lot of weed, so it was really my vibe at the time.
0: I think that was, you were on the path... Towards who you basically were by the time I met you two years later, which I was thinking yeah. about this coincidentally. Like, I think we met 2010. Yeah, so I think so too. I don't know if we do continue to um, uh, like since we have the big shiny 90s one to cover, maybe that was released in 2010. Maybe we can talk about you tw- 2010, but then we go back to the 90s, which would be pretty <laughs> fucking weird. But um, uh, what well, we'll get to uh, all our. 2008 uh, adventures but yeah so this is big shiny tunes uh 13 we are 13 s- lucky
1: 13 two more
0: left how are you feeling about that
1: i mean i feel like big shiny tunes is more relieved about that than i am <laughs> do you remember when we started this all those years ago <laughs> my god my god I love that we did this, and it's been very, very fun. And yeah. we'll have like a whole retrospective thing at the, at the end, and we'll talk about our feelings and such. But I honestly don't think that I could have gone through with all this if I had anything else to do with my life. That's, that's where I'm at with Big Shiny Tins.
0: People keep writing to to me and to you, asking all the time, guys, really like your show, but do you think you would have created this if it wasn't for the pandemic? And the answer is obviously no.
1: <laughs> yeah, clearly no. We never would have made it past four we, we would have been like, pull the pull the cords, we're out, that's a wrap, we have lives, this is bad.
0: Yeah, I, I, probably in a weird way by displacing all our negative, horrible feelings about the state of the world onto uh, Canadian rock icons from the 90s. Um, I don't know if that's the healthiest way to deal with one's emotions, but uh, it felt like a pretty good outlet. It's not the
1: most unhealthy, and I'll take it. <laughs> it's been a rough year, I'll fucking yeah. take it. Not the worst. Honestly, for me, if if the Tea Party hadn't been around those first few albums... I I think I would have been a worse husband. Yeah, <laughs> I I needed to put that that anger somewhere, and Jeff Martin fucking provided, and I want to
0: say thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know it was possible for somebody to look into the future and decide to not appear on any more big shiny tunes because they didn't want a comedian from the year twenty twenty to make fun of them. But yeah, Jeff, <laughs> I don't rem- I don't even remember when Jeff disappeared on on this compilation, but w- it was ages ago. Yeah, but Jesus, where we are where we are right now in music this this episode uh was the first one in a while where I was enjoying a lot of the um surprises, but it is all over the place this one it's shockingly so
1: let's do what we do let's place let's place the year let's take the audience back in time It's two thousand and eight obviously the big two thousand and eight thing the economy collapsed that was the year again that was the year the big short takes place. <laughs> hell of a year yeah um it was uh, uh everyone was fucked i remember my dad looking at me and going uh i will now have to work 10 years longer than i thought i would have to did, and i was like hot damn i didn't even know you
0: invested old man did that have any effect on your life whatsoever like i, I just remember reading about it but it my life didn't really change uh one bit in terms of having more or less money no,
1: not at all. Yeah, uh, not in the least. That was um, I can't. I think it was Dave Attell. No, it's Greg Giraldo. Uh, rest in peace, Greg Giraldo. One of the great comedians. Check him out um, if you're looking for a very fun comedian. Um, but he he had this bit of like, turns out economic crash doesn't matter if you have nothing. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> didn't affect me at all. Didn't even notice. If you hadn't told me, I wouldn't have known. Yeah. Oh no! It's so sad. All those people can't afford houses that I'll never be able to ever afford. Uh, Twenty years from now, even if I worked five days a week at uh, five dollars over minimum wage, it's never going to happen. Give up that dream, no. folks. There's some nice tents out there. Get used to them.
1: Yeah. I mean, I feel like uh, I feel like the uh, economic collapse and people's response really should have let us know what was coming in in the Trump years, because the number of my friends who can never afford houses who were like those people should never have signed those loans in the first place it's their fault now i was like unbelievable we're just straight to blaming fucking poor people yeah <laughs> but yeah so the uh, the economy collapsed which uh, which we all know if you don't if you don't know about it watch the big short adam mckay crushed it did a great job um one of the saddest endings to a film i've ever seen
0: mm. is it like never ending story when that creature dies
1: don't spoil it <laughs> <laughs> um castro retires fidel castro chooses to no longer run cuba and gave it over to his brother because god
0: damn it that's what the proletariat wanted but did you ever hear the conspiracy that he's trudeau's actual dad i have heard that i love that theory yeah, it's not even that's a theory it's funny. pretty much true
1: pretty sure. yeah people are just like uh he was around margaret <laughs> got around look it at it was, their uh, nose yeah. bridge <laughs> yeah yeah uh, so yeah, so Castro retired. Another uh, despot, uh, Putin, chose to take a break from being president, put Dmitry Medvedev in charge, and just was prime minister for four years. Because who gives a shit, right? Just have a nice time.
0: Fairly elected throughout all the years that he's been in
1: power. Oh, one hundred percent. Every vote was cast. Every vote was counted. Um, Usain Bolt, fastest man alive. What a last name. What a first name. Yeah. <laughs> That's a that's a superhero name. Usain Bolt? Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, that guy. That guy was made. That guy was made to make waves because he runs so fast. He's on the water, straight Jesus styles.
0: I wish we could have an episode just uh, like what what happens after you become the fastest person Like Do you, you eventually stop running?
1: Oh, you do ads for internet companies <laughs> saying that they're the fastest broadband. <laughs> that's what happens. <laughs> Oof.
0: Yeah, make you got to make the money somehow. I guess running's not going to do it.
1: Uh, the, Usain Bolt is just is is got to be one of the like like Michael Phelps doesn't even touch the fucking sides when it comes to the fame that uh, Usain Bolt has in his home country. I assume mm. uh, if you're Jamaican and you're listening, and Usain Bolt's just a bum, let
0: us know. I I also say if uh, Donovan Bailey is out of shape and wants to make money, hook up with Bailey's. Hmm. Donovan
1: Bailey. <laughs> It gets you there real fast.
0: (laughs) Imagine him having to do Uh, like an Irish accent too for the commercial.
1: (laughs) I'd watch that. I'd watch that. Um, So we got uh, 2008 films. Breaking Bad started 2008. Mm. 13 years ago, Breaking Bad started. The Dark Knight came out. The movie that launched a thousand incels. Yeah. And
0: Um, and my my hard hard uh inability to contain doing another batman impression right now but i'll keep it at bay
1: <laughs> it'll come <Yeah>. it'll come <laughs> what else we got wally came out such a sweet pixar movie
0: chris that wally's about a dystopia where the world is uh has totally ended and people are fat blobs that live in space <laughs> i know but he's so cute <laughs> <laughs> all right i've already
1: i've read brave i've read brave new world i know that story but there wasn't a cute little fucking android in brave new world (laughs) (laughs) wally did that's all i care about he just wants his plant and his friend love that little guy love that little guy uh benjamin button came out the the movie that launched a a million hack comedy jokes yeah can you can you riff Um, on one right now Oh man, what's with an avocado? It comes out looking old. It's like a fucking Benjamin Button vegetable, isn't it? Oh, it's funny because it's true. Isn't that great? It's so good. <laughs> Taken came out. Oh man, where is she? Tell me where she is. <laughs> I have a very specific set of skills. That was Connery.
0: I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> that's, that's Liam Neeson, right? Yeah. I love the end of that movie where he— res- spoiler alert—where he rescues his daughter. He's like, "I could have killed more."
1: <laughs> i enjoyed watching that the first 10 minutes of that movie uh because uh when when i went traveling like uh, uh back in 2002 when i when i moved to france yeah before i did my uncle who's been all over the world sat me down and gave me all this advice on like here are things that you do here are things that you don't do this will stop you from being mugged this will make you yeah. less likely to be a victim of crime And um, as I was watching the first 10 minutes, she literally did the opposite of everything he told me to do. (laughs) So whoever wrote the movie really knew what they were fucking talking about.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, uh, unfortunately, I think that movie's been um, sort of diminished over the years because my my feeling on that movie now is Taken crawled so John Wick could fly.
1: Yeah. But John Wick is fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas Taken just made... You know what I hate about Taken is that Taken made it so that middle-aged men starred in action movies. Yeah. And that made middle-aged men feel tough, and I, they shouldn't.
0: I did ne- notice my dad getting weirdly cocky about some things that year. It's true.
1: Right? Yeah. All of a sudden, he's just like, oh, these kids don't know. These, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fight an oligarch on a yacht. <laughs> um, I, uh, uh, two more movies that were just, this was like an eminently quotable year for movies, mm. because you've got Dark Knight came out, um, Taken, Slumdog Millionaire,
0: Mm-hmm. You know, I've I've still never seen Slumdog.
1: <laughs> I honestly couldn't tell you if you should or not. I saw it when it came out, and I don't remember anything about it.
0: It just feels like one of those things you miss, like when you miss these big kind of zeitgeist moments in certain films and everybody's mm-hmm. telling you to see them. You're like, oh, yeah, I totally got to see it. And then you kind of start getting annoyed by people talking about it, even if it is good. At least yeah. maybe that was uh, the film snob in me. But um, some I've watched uh, years later, and glad I did. Some I didn't, still don't realize what the big deal is, but... Uh, Thoughts on that yeah. movie? Masterpiece, Chris? Fuck knows. Honestly, don't remember. So couldn't have been, <laughs> okay. couldn't have been great.
1: Yeah. I don't remember. As, uh, the, yeah, I don't remember a second of that movie. And Iron Man came out. That's the last notable one. The Marvel Universe started in 2008. That was the beginning of it. Cinema was about to change forever. Not for the worst, but not for the best. I enjoy superhero movies, uh, <laughs> but I think that the fact that they've taken over is a mistake. I liked it when they had their own little corner.
0: Wow, um, isn't that isn't that what Martin Scorsese said recently too? Uh,
1: well, he called them amusement parks and yeah. not cinema. Uh, so I'm taking a slightly less aggressive vibe because I do enjoy them. Like I yeah. watch them, um, but uh, but it's not it's not where you want the center of the the film money to be coming from. You want it to be a little broader than that. Yeah, you, you um, want. I it, think that then you end up getting better films. But you want you want it to be, be
0: three hour long, three and a half hour long movies about old gangsters that's thank
1: you thank you that's what i want with bad cgi and their young faces
0: <laughs> um i can't wait to actually see that new sopranos movie though it's like the prequel uh and it's going to be um okay it's going to be james gandolfini's son playing that's, uh young tony right. i think it could be really yeah. good
1: but... i mean that's a great idea but mm, I, I everything that is made 10 years after the original thing is made i assume will be bad
0: el camino was really bad if you saw that I didn't. Uh, I didn't did like, not. Don't bother. Did not. Yeah. Hot takes here oh, on good. Big Shiny Podcast. Don't bother seeing this thing that a lot of people have seen and that you maybe might see.
1: Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, all right, let's get into it. What was your year like? It was two thousand eight. Jordan Robson Kramer, man about town. Why Walk don't
0: you it. tell me what your year was like first, Chris?
1: Sure, I can go first if you want. I had um, I had a fairly uneventful year. It was uh it was just very nice. I um so I. I'd moved back. I couldn't. I can't tell you exactly the dates on this because I'm terrible with that. But um, I moved back from London. I'm in Vancouver again. I'm in White Rock actually, which is my hometown. Mm-hmm. I'm living with my parents, which is fine. They're very nice. Um, you got your old and, room uh, in your old room. Got my old room. Okay. Yeah. Left my old room alone, so I'm in there. Got all my posters up, pages that I would torn out of Circus Magazine and glued <laughs> to my wall or well, blue tacked. And um, I got a job at. I mean, I worked at a Milestones for a little while, and that was cool. But it was. Uh, but then I went to an independent restaurant called the Washington Avenue Grill, which is still there. And if you're ever in White Rock, eat at the Washington Avenue Grill. It's owned by a couple guys who are great. The staff there are so fun. It was one of the nicest, like, working communities I've ever had. We all hung out all the time. Food, delicious. Ahi seared tuna, delicious. Cocktails, not great, but that's okay. Braised beef poutine, delicious. Beachfront views, you ever see a sunrise on a beautiful day? You you won't at the Washington Avenue Grill because they're not open, but a sunset, you best believe that you'll see that. Heated terrace. Nice. Currently, there is now a weed dispensary underneath it. It's just it's in the it's in the it's in the business space beneath it, so you get a little bit high, you go up, you eat the best goddamn Ahi tuna you've ever had. Watch the sunset. Washington Avenue Grill.
0: Was this kind of a bit lower key and less assholes than uh, the other jobs you had done the previous two years?
1: No assholes. That's good. Wonderful job. Everyone that worked there was like, like to the point where there were ge- we were re- genuinely all really good friends. We all hung out every day. It was one of those weird magical moments um, where like two of the the, um, the bussers lived together mm-hmm. um, in a house that was like a, a 20-minute walk from the restaurant and we ended up hanging out there so much that they just stopped locking their door. Yeah. <laughs> and so we would just show up and they were always happy to see us. If they weren't there, they were fine with it. They'd come home and they'd be like, hooray! <laughs> um, we just yeah, we all had a, a wonderful time and it was it was fantastic. While I was there, I was going to Capilano College and learning things and that was very nice. Um I enjoyed that. I was I was getting what I wanted out of university. I think I talked mostly about that last year, but I was still going in 2008. Um I I paid to go to Glastonbury for the first time. I used to go to Glastonbury to sell cheese with my friends.
0: What? Uh, um, how did we not get into that in a previous uh, year? That's crazy. Um,
1: well, a lot of things happen. Um, uh, so, yeah, so some of my friends um, have a halloumi stand called Ollie's Halloumi Wraps um, that's right next to the pyramid stage at Glastonbury. I'd worked there two years prior. And this year I was back in Canada and I was like, I kind of miss it. I want to go. And everyone that works there worked at a nightclub that I worked at when I was at Brighton. So, like, I know everybody. We've all got, like, inside jokes and it's, it's great. So I paid to go, uh, saw, met up with my friend Kenny. We both got tickets. We ended up working at the cheese stand anyway. One day, just because everyone was so hungover, yeah, and on come downs, that we're like, "Don't worry, guys, we got this." But it was great. I mean, the two things that I remember from it were I saw um, Jay Z headline that year. That was the first time a hip hop act had ever headlined. That's uh, that's I, where
0: he got pissed off with Noel, right? Because so funny, yeah.
1: <laughs> and it was it was honestly like one of the best shows I've ever seen. He had a full he had like a thirty two piece band. An amazing show. I had no idea how many Jay-Z songs I knew despite not being a fan. And the only reason I went is because I said to my friends, I'm never going to pay to see Mm Jay-Z. So I might as well see him while I'm already here. What the hell are you waiting for? Yeah, nice.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So you hopped over to the UK again for what? Like you were there for a couple weeks or did you just... Uh, Yeah, I I just, I I
1: went to hang out. I did uh, Glastonbury, saw some friends and then just came back. It just felt like a fun trip to do.
0: So what were you doing kind of in your off... Hours back in BC, uh, when you didn't have schoolwork and weren't working, like where you, uh, just drinking and getting high and kissing pretty girls. Uh, what a waste of time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great year. I had a great year. <laughs> um, any, any low points, uh, that you can remember?
1: Nope. No, nope. just had a blast. Yeah. Just had a great year. Just, yeah. just lived ba- like right near the beach. Worked on the beach. Started smoking weed in earnest for the first time in my life. Like I'd smoked it before, but this was the first time where it became a regular thing. Mm-hmm. First year I bought drugs. And uh, we asked for it, my buddy and I, I won't name him. Um, but uh, neither of us had ever bought drugs. And our friend who normally supplied us with the drugs was gone. And so they gave us the, the number for their dealer. And we were so bad at it that he assumed we were cops and hung up on us. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was just a very... Very nice sort of in-between year because the year before had been like moving to London, the breakup, getting back together, working at Aura was like, it was that was a rough year. And so this one was just like, just a year off just to meet nice people. And I read a lot and drank way too much Mm. and laughed, just fucking laughed for a year. Like really, really had a great time.
0: And of course, kissed pretty girls. I don't want to uh, class this place up too much, but anything notable that you read that year?
1: Um I think that might have been the year that I read Voltaire's Bastards by John Ralston Saul mm. um which is fantastic like it's a really good book it's 3 times as long as it needs to be um he really fucking drones at points like I kept putting it down and picking it back up it was so hard to read yeah. but the end is like mind blowing really fucking wonderful book uh so if you can muscle through it can't recommend it enough cool Yeah it was great I had a very wonderful year it was uh <laughs> just great
0: <laughs> How about you Jordan how was your 2008 it was kind of similar to yours, except I'd say the the rock and roll version of that a little bit. Mm. I think it was the most rock and roll year because I, my girlfriend and I broke up in March, uh, which was probably a low point for her, but it was a high point for me since I was the one who <laughs> ended it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, first relationship we'd been having problems for a while. Uh, don't need mm. to really go into it, but uh, I was free. Uh, which Mm -hmm. makes for a different tour experience because, um, I don't know, uh, I could get into some tour stories, but we... Yeah, tell some
1: nasty (laughs) tour stories, Jordan. Get gross with it.
0: Um, So we went to Europe that year at Sunset Rubdown. We were supporting uh, our second album that we had released uh, October in the previous year. So this was our first European tour. We actually got invited to play All Tomorrow's Parties in 2008, which was being held in Minehead, if you know where that is in the UK. Oh, my God.
1: Mine head is a nightmare. It
0: was in a Butlins holiday resort. I've performed there. (laughs) Well. They hated me. I had a great time. (laughs) Um, We were there for three days. Uh, We only played the one show. We were playing in the part of the Butlins, which was the end of the indoor driving range where they set up a stage. They had parts of uh, the resort where they actually had Uh, musical section and stage where some of the higher profile bands were but um, it was pretty surreal Uh, it was kind of the first festival experience we ever had as a band they're not particularly enjoyable because everything has to run like clockwork bad sound checks Mm -hmm. all that but um, I just had fun hanging out and seeing bands uh, at that festival I was I think I just finished watching um, fuck what's his name uh Saul Williams play Mm. and I went outside and started hanging around this gigantic statue of Bob the Builder and I had smoked a bit of pot um that day and I didn't I didn't know who Bob the Builder was my only feeling was why is there this gigantic man wearing a utility belt (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> fair fair question um, Fair question. and
0: i bummed a cigarette off this dude and we started talking and we just ended up uh hanging out together for a lot of the festival uh, i met all his friends uh the, they were these people around my age who came down from london like he was like a professional barista like the same way that you went to bartending competitions like you you know like all mm-hmm. the foam art kind of mm-hmm. stuff they do but uh i i met these people um just had a lot of fun hanging out with them so much so that uh, when somebody said, Hey, do you want to try some MDMA? I was like, yeah, let's do it. And, Mm -hmm. uh, I had my first experience on MDMA peaking while this band called stars of the lid played, which to this day is hands down one of my favorite bands. And one of the groups that I think got me into the idea of like uh, instrumental music or music, just being things that are beyond verses and choruses. Um, Cool. What was the name of the band again? Stars of the Lid.
1: Cool. Check check that out. It, I'm going to check that out. It I'm was like the it, it, so it's, yeah
0: they're they're instrumental. They 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 kind of fall under the ambient drone, um, category. But it was it was so such an experience because I didn't know who they were and I was just talking to someone and it was the only time in my life where I was like I'm sorry I don't want to be rude but i feel that if i don't focus on this band i'm going to miss an important experience <laughs> oh nice um, i hope they took that well that's such they a They did sentiment. but uh it, yeah. man the but the, the, the that that trip at the festival um i ended up uh partying with all all the people i was tripping with in they they had like rented a room at like one of the shitty chalets for <laughs> that's like mm-hmm. available on the ground and so there's yep. like a dance party inside with them and i um I started uh, making out with this redhead girl who uh, I would met like during the day. Um, and <laughs> I remember at one point having a total brain synapse or something like this feeling of what the fuck is going on? Cause I was very high and I looked out this window and she was staring at like, she was outside staring at me while I kissed her. And I was like, what the fuck? And it took me 10 seconds to realize that she had a twin sister um. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh,
1: my God. I thought you were going to say it was a reflection in the window. No. Yes, that's bad.
0: <laughs> so I, I don't know, man. I was just like meeting so many fun people on tour. But there's so many just crazy experiences that happened as we went through Europe. Uh, we got stopped by the cops in Germany. They did a full search of the vehicle. Uh, apparently, we found out after from our tour driver, HN, if you have Dutch license plates, the Germans always stop you. Uh, I don't know if that's oh, true. Okay. But he said that uh, a lot of German cops hate the Dutch don't know what that's about. I don't really have the time to look into that. I'm sure it's true. But um, M- Michael Durickson had a whole bag of weed in the car. Uh, mm. And w- and so he pretended to look for his passport in the back because uh, he he told the cops he couldn't find it. But what he was really doing was just chewing all the weed and swallowing it. And oh, so, like in Super Troopers. Yes. He did it. He did Jesus. He did like an ounce in four minutes. I don't even know how the cops didn't. Uh, stop him like like why is he taking so long he's like I can't find it it's behind all these bags Ugh. like just eating it and he was high for I think uh, like a, almost a full 24 hours <laughs> after I that.
1: bet was it was it a much better turnout than uh than the first tour
0: uh than the first uh, uh Europe tour that I'd done with the other band Miracle Fortress absolutely like uh mm. we were selling out like two 300 person clubs um, in Europe and they were there to see us too right like it was uh mm. sort of interesting people all throughout Europe. Uh, and, but then when I was coming back to Montreal, I, I was kind of jobless. Um, I think Buettner had finally decided that I'd been away <laughs> too many times. So I had a kind of bunch of weird jobs that year. I, I was th- actually, the year I started working at Phenopolis back when it was on Park mm. Avenue. Um, I also got a job washing dishes. I remember I remember that you, location. Yeah, it was, it's where Myland Kicks is now.
1: I saw, I saw Beaver perform in the basement there.
0: Oh yeah, well I would have been at that show mm-hmm. too. I think I was uh, mm-hmm. working there that day. You were the one who told me. About he it. was, I think, three hours late, if I remember correctly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I also had a job washing dishes at a place called Rumi. If you know where that is, too. Um, it's, is that the? Um, is that named after the the Persian poet? Yeah. Are you? Yeah, it's on? like mm-hmm. on Fairmount and Hutchison, across from the Croissantry. Uh, funny anecdote every time i 'd wash dishes there on Saturday afternoon, it had this sight line into the terrace uh at the croissanterie across the street and i I would yeah. always see David Usher there with his stroller rocking his kid back and
1: forth <laughs> <laughs> and you 'd think one day i 'm going to ruin this man on a podcast
0: <laughs> that's this is it's it 's the metaphor of my life. I will forever be washing dishes, gazing into an unattainable David usher. <laughs>
1: <laughs> David please come on the show. We genuinely like to talk to you.
0: I'm going to uh I'm going to wrap up this year pretty quick. The last two highlights cool. I would say about 2008 were that I uh one day when I was hanging out on a porch with my friend Eric in between tours, um his girlfriend uh who I talked about in previous episode, uh she was my <laughs> this almost feels metaphorical now in a strange way, but um uh it, Eric and Ella were the two people who moved from Victoria. Ella was the girl I had pined for throughout high school, but they had been living in Montreal for a while at that point. Um mm. Elf was doing some sewing on the couch. Eric and I were having a cigarette outside on the porch, and then just kind of slowly from out of the clouds, this silent black triangle just emerges <laughs> in the distance. What? And we're talking, we both notice this thing, and it just it's sort of like moving Almost like a, imagine like a gentle kite, just slowly, soundlessly, uh, coming out of some clouds just overhead, and I think it took us like 10 seconds, like, dude, I think, if, this is a UFO, isn't it? <laughs> like, this is like, what the fuck Jesus. is this? Funniest part of that story is, Elf was on the couch, we could see her from the porch, but she couldn't see this, so we were like, Elf, mm. Elif, come out here. She's like, what? No, I'm in the middle of something. Come out here! And she refused to come out. So only <laughs> Eric and I saw this thing. <laughs> um, anyways, I don't believe in aliens. I believe in experimental military craft, but still a weird fucking thing to see. Um,
1: yeah, definitely. I don't think anybody, uh, 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 me least of all, saw this episode going into UFO territory. That's very exciting.
0: So, yeah. And the last thing I'd mention, or I, last thing I would like to say about this year is that I would like to officially apologize to Elijah Wood for snubbing him at our Austin, Texas show. He has to be on the guest list for that show. We put him on. Uh, we were too starstruck to say anything to him when he was in the backstage because he was with an entourage. And we're like, well, oh, yeah. he likes us, but he probably just wants to be left alone. Uh, he was very emaciated because apparently he was... Um, they were f- th- this movie got canceled, I think, like four months into it, but he was supposed to be uh, playing Iggy Pop in a biopic. That never Ooh, got fully made. That sounds terrible. He looked super strange. It was uh, kind of interesting growing up with Lord of the Rings yeah. and then seeing him in his present yeah. form. But it was it was kind of it was trippy too because he was uh, he was like right up front for our show, and I just wow. be I'd be like playing guitar and I'd be like, "Don't look at Elijah Wood. Don't look at Elijah." Yeah. <laughs> that I would look at Elijah Wood. I'm like, "That's fucking Elijah Wood." I don't know why I cared so much, but it was just uh, it's, it's a weird thing when that your kind of world of people you grew up on on tv and movies just all of a sudden exist in real life in front of you Mm -hmm. and you realize on some level it's like oh it's just a person it doesn't matter but there's always that element of uh being a normal person who's starstruck or something like i don't know if you ever got that but i always think of celebrities it's like it's because you don't meet that you don't know
1: them you just feel like you know them it's like meeting homer simpson like (laughs) (laughs) the, the the elijah wood that you and i know is a fictional character yeah Uh, and there's a real person named Elijah Wood (laughs) who walks around in that body that we know fucking nothing about. Uh, and so the gap between, oh, Frodo and, uh, and just like a guy that likes your music. That's a, that's a lot, that's a lot to cross. And some people are just like, I don't give a shit. Elijah, what's going on? Thanks for coming. Um, and other people will not, and both are very understandable.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I feel like it's it's um it's like the opposite of when you see your therapists in public. I, I hope that if Elijah Wood is listening to this, he can understand that I was just trying to be cool. I always assumed it's uncool to go up to the celebrities; that the celebrities should come up to you, and then you can chat. Oh,
1: I mean, I feel that way unless they specifically ask to see my show, <laughs> and then I feel like that was them coming up to me.
0: I that's uh, I I you know what it was actually. I made an ass out of myself out of two people that i respected that year i saw um two of the guys from animal collective at at all tomorrow's parties that year uh whose music i I, i'd mentioned like i that that one album sung tongs meant so much to me in 2004 i tripped on it on mushrooms many times like they were Mm -hmm. in my sort of musical brain and i saw them in the artist cafeteria and i'm like i gotta go up to them i gotta tell them how much their music means to me and i went up to them and i got cold feet but they already had seen me come up to them and i was holding a plate of food and i looked at the food i looked at them and i said the potatoes are really good here and then walked away (laughs) (laughs) that's your i carried a watermelon (laughs) and then also at that festival i saw jay mascus uh if you don't know who jay mascus is chris uh dinosaur jr he was like a huge oh yeah i saw him uh i was a dinosaur jr fan too but i was drunk when i saw him and i yelled at him and i said jay and he looked at me and I just mimed playing guitar and then doing the thumbs up sign. And he just, he looked at me, he looked at me really just kind of like, he just like, went, like nodded his head. I was like, yeah, yeah. Thanks. I do kid. do that. Thank you.
1: <laughs> I fucking love drunk Jordan. He's so different. He's so different from sober
0: Jordan. It's how he, it was, it was how I made friends, I think, <laughs> but, um, that's how we met. <laughs> so I'm sure there's so many stories that are, uh, uh, that I'm forgetting or that it, 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 it would, oh, yeah. we'd have to do an episode about it, but it was a whirlwind of a year, Chris, a whirlwind. Mm, and I a didn't, whirlwind. And I didn't know a single goddamn song that was on this episode. <laughs> I'd say. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, I, I think I knew four, maybe. Yeah. Um, all right, let's, let's get into the musical landscape. Let's, um, well, we both had, we both had a uh, very nice years. I'm very glad to hear that. Um, So, 2008, American Top Ten list. Number one, Low by Flo Rida featuring T-Pain. Do you remember Flo Rida? Flo Rida? No, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) His name's just Florida, but with a space in it. Um, Number two, Bleeding Love by Leona Lewis. I remember the idea of Leona Lewis. I could not pick her out of a line. I could never tell you what song she played. (laughs) No One by Alicia Keys. I know Alicia Keys. I do not know that song. Unless maybe i like if you played it, I guess. Uh, Lollipop by Lil Wayne featuring Static Major at number four.
0: Oh, she licked me like a lollipop.
1: (laughs) That is new, and I absolutely (laughs) approve. What are you talking about? Um, uh, Number five, Apologize, Timbaland featuring One Republic. Number six, No Air by Jordan Sparks Duet with Chris Brown. Not anymore. Uh, Number seven, Love Song by Sarah Bareilles who I had never heard of, but Sadaf has been getting very into. Hmm. Sarah is a very talented woman. Uh, number eight, Love in This Club, Usher featuring Young Jeezy. Number nine, With You by Chris Brown. And number 10, Forever, also by Chris Brown. That is a uh, very R&B slash hip-hop heavy top 10.
0: It makes me want to buy drinks at the club for
1: <laughs> Now, how much of that uh, top 10 do you think is reflected In the Canadian Top 10.
0: Oh, I feel like Canada is getting lame again for some reason. Partially because of the choices that are on this uh, episode. So I would say Mm. 0%, Chris. Oh, you'd be wrong, though.
1: Oh, no. Yeah. (laughs) Um, For the first month of the year, Apologize by Timberland featuring One Republic. Number one, all of January 2008. Uh, The next, for for two months, Low by Flo Rida featuring T-Pain. So far, we're two for two. Next one for one week only, appearing one week only. Love song by Sarah Bareilles. What? <laughs> we've got them all. April fifth, Bleeding Love by Leona Lewis. This has never happened. We've been doing. We've we've covered thirteen years of this. Uh, it's because uh, Auto
0: Tune, baby, is the fucking best. Yeah, you know you're gonna <laughs> love it throughout all of Canada.
1: <laughs> um. And now, now we move <laughs> elsewhere. Uh, four minutes by Madonna featuring Justin Timberlake Ew. for a month and a half. Ew. Real gross. Real gross. How much
0: do you want to bet that that was her idea?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. 100%. That was um, She needed to do him a favor because Justin Timberlake was doing fine. Um, May 24th, take a bow by Rihanna. Then for three more weeks, four, four minutes, f- Madonna featuring Justin Timberlake. Then, the hit of the year. What was it? What
0: was it? Two months. I Kissed a Girl by Katy Perry. Oh, it was. The first time lesbianism ever existed in culture.
1: Finally, we all know that it was real. Uh, then, uh, for a month, Just Dance by Lady Gaga, featuring someone named Kobe O'Dennis. Hmm. Just Dance. Then, So What by Pink, who's still going. Still, I'm so impressed with Pink. Mm. The fact that she's still making music. If you'd asked me to pick three acts from that time period that would still be going today, Pink would not have made the list. Well, Um, it's because she writes her own music, man. Womanizer by Britney Spears for a month and a half. Hot and Cold by Katy Perry for two weeks. And then Poker Face by Lady Gaga for the last three weeks. So that was a lot more pop-heavy, even though it started out um, a little bit more uh, R&B, hip-hop. But then it went straight pop all the way down. Bringing us to... Our notable exceptions for 2008, I only had five. Normally, I have a lot, and I'm very angry. But this this year, I only had five things where I was like, you absolutely should have put this on. And these are all ones that I think they could have put on that okay. I also would have loved to have heard. Something off of 808s, uh, yeah. Kanye. They absolutely could have put something on there. Um, something for uh, TV on the radio released Dear Science that year. They 100% could have put something off that. Basically, any of the songs off Dear Science would have fit perfectly. MGMT, Oracular Spectacular. There's no reason why MGMT isn't on this album. Uh, Grizzly Bear released vakitimist Again, ton of songs that could have been on there. And the Black Keys released Attack and Release, mm. which again, like any number of songs on that album, would have fit perfectly on here and would have supplanted some straight garbage. And... That's a nice sort of like varied list of mostly rock bands. And then you've got, um, you know, 808s on there. And so it would have also made for an interesting compilation. Yeah. And none of them made it. And I'm furious about it.
0: Fair enough. I mean, you should be furious about it. Maybe if somebody was furious enough about it over at much headquarters, then we would be doing this podcast. (laughs) So thank you. That's true. (laughs) um, That's uh, Yeah, I mean, that's kind of understandable. I think I have a list that wouldn't, unlike last week where I proposed an alternate Big Shiny Tunes playlist, I feel like any of these songs could have just fit nicely somewhere and been one of those sleeper hits that would make the compilation rise up a bit more by legitimately having a good song on it. Um, So Mm. I, uh, and what's funny is that a lot of these songs are kind of tied to memories I had of that year um and so we were actually listening to the first war on drugs record which actually doesn't sound like the formula they have now with the kind of like 80s tom petty ish thing they're a bit more of oh like, i always think bruce springsteen that's interesting yeah well you know kind of 80s bruce though if, if we're yeah. talking Bruce but um this yeah, this okay. song wagon wheel blue uh, this album wagon wheel blues that they put out uh, had this one song called arms like Boulders which I think we listen to at least once a day on that entire European tour there's something about the imagery and the mood of it it's very kind of Bob dylan in in a lot of ways cool. but it's it's a really fantastic song in the Canadian world we could have put something off Chad van Galen soft airplane came out that year um which oh, I've never heard of which, them. You, you don't know Chad Van Galen I'm surprised mm-hmm. actually I'm um, just given that you kind of were getting into Fleet Foxes and just sort of the world of kind of trippy folk music. Um, but, yeah, uh, the,
1: the only ones that really made it through for me were like Fleet Foxes and M. Ward. Yeah. Um, and then a lot of the other stuff was just, you know, whatever was playing. Uh,
0: I think they chose the wrong Coldplay song on here, personally. I I have a one of my guilty pleasure songs is Viva La Vida. <laughs> Coldplay. Really? Yes. That's interesting. Yeah. Spiritualized songs in the key of A and E. Animal Collective mm-hmm. put out strawberry and jam strawberry jam peace bone could have been a great uh jam, no pun intended. Um also what else would have I put on here? I'd fucking put on a Millie, dude. i put on Lil Wayne a Millie. Yeah? Oh yeah, why not?
1: <laughs> I gotta you know what, I, I never I never gave Lil Wayne the credit uh it seems like he deserves according to everybody. Um and so I might have to go back and listen to one of the Carter albums. Can
0: you sum up this album? In one or two sentences. I definitely can. I was hoping you'd ask. Excellent. Hit me. Big Shiny Tunes 13, in which Big Shiny Tunes tries to have its cake and eat it too. Oh, interesting. I wrote down.
1: Um, I also have an in which in my sentence. We are pretentious, we didn't talk about this. Listeners, pretentious assholes, and I love it. Listeners, we did not discuss this beforehand. We just both wrote one, one sentence to sum up the album. <laughs> we're right at the end of the run. We're really starting to click here. Um, I wrote uh, uh, Big Shiny Tunes" 13, in which Big Shiny
0: Tunes begs for death. <laughs> I mean, wanting to have your cake and eat it, too, is basically asking for death, I guess. Did you ever see the end of Meaning of Life? You know? Like, uh, fuck you, Big Shiny oh, yeah. Tunes" 13. Waffer Thin, sir. <laughs> it is waffer thin. Such a gross scene, and it's amazing. Um, so
1: disgusting. So fun.
0: Yeah, man. I- but... This is, this is, I don't know, I can feel a little bit of the kamikaze nature of the programming mm. happening a bit right now. Weirdly, there's moments where it seems like it's completely phoning it in, but then there's these moments where they kind of go on these weird limbs uh, on this yeah. one in particular. Let's do it. First song. We got Weezer, Pork and Beans. I'm going
1: to say it right now. Best Weezer song in a while. <laughs> really liked it. Felt fun again, understood what Rivers was saying. Very big to me in my Weezer songs. <laughs> it feels like it could go either way. Really like it's not, I don't have a lot to say about it. I just really liked it. I thought it was a very good Weezer song, and I love the video that they made for it because it's just a time capsule of the internet in 2008. Yeah, because it's got every memed person on there. Chocolate Rain made it, that beauty pageant winner who said something stupid made it. Um, they talk peanut butter jelly times in there. There's a, a Jedi, yeah, a late
0: lightsaber boy. There's a heartwarming moment too, where Rivers Cuomo hugs the leave Britney alone uh, person too. Yeah, that part actually, I was like, that's awesome. They're not making fun of, yeah. them. You
1: know, I thought the exact same thing. I was like, way to not make him a a goof. It was like, yeah. no, these are all, these are people, and it's cool. And look look how fun it is that they're all here. And all these people, like they're at, it's not like they reworked the video and they're cutting to it. They brought all these people in. And filmed a video with them. You've got chocolate rain lip syncing along to the words of pork and beans.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. The, this this song is like filled with really good one off lines too. Um, I, I almost it, it almost it's almost like an Oscar Wilde level wit. That line, excuse my manners, if I make a scene. <laughs> I like that a lot. Excuse my manners if if I make a scene. No, anybody? <laughs> Hello? That's uh- <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Yeah, all right. I mean, I didn't I didn't catch a lot of the lyrics. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm tickled pink by this song, personally.
1: Yeah, great way to start. Really fun way to start the album. Rare. Yeah. It's so rare that they put a good song right at the top that I'm really appreciative for it. I mean, the last one, obviously, Paralyzed by Finger Eleven, was a fantastic song. So It's hard to that top that. Start,
0: yeah, it's but... very hard to top that. But um, yeah, yeah. So and also kind of strangely nostalgic choice for the first song, because if you sort of woke up to the song playing, you could maybe convince yourself you were back in the 90s again. It's mm. not a very... Yeah, it's a real
1: like blue album vibe. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, it's, a, it's like as much music saying goodbye to a format that it's about to kill off forever. I don't know. We tried to reach Ooh. out to these people throughout the making of this, but from what I've learned, they'd rather be on vacation. <laughs> yeah, turns out that they have lives
1: and don't care. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey... Remember what seemed like a good idea back in 95 to start?
1: <laughs> we also thought we had a good idea
0: at the start of 2020. <laughs> so, we got we got your your weezers. What what else can we do to kind of uh ease into number 13 of the series, Chris? Any song we could put on after this? Track 2, Violet Hill, Coldplay. <laughs> I feel like I know a lot of Coldplay somewhat uh Reluctantly, sometimes, but uh, I and I mentioned on the podcast before how I watched that concert video. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure they played this. I don't. I every time I I still can't remember how the song goes. Every time I hear it, I'm like, oh yeah, that song exists. And then uh, even preparing for this podcast, I listened to it to, twice. I don't know how the song goes mm-hmm. anymore. <laughs> nope,
1: couldn't tell you. It's fine. Like I remember it being like, oh, this, is a, this is this is a play song. This is pretty good. Um, <laughs> I don't know why it's on here. Yeah. Uh, they, and it's like in the video was strange where they're playing like I guess like French Legionnaires who have taken over a yeah a, a mansion. Well, it's, it's uh, from the
0: Viva la Vida uh record, which infamously has that. If I was more knowledgeable in art history, I could tell you the name of the painting right away. But I think it's Lady Liberty leading the revolution. Do you remember okay. that famous painting where she's topless and holding the French flag and leading a army of men yeah, over dead bodies? I think so, yeah. They're s- storming something. So they yeah, the cover of that album is. Uh, that cover but weirdly neon spray painted over uh so revolutionary chic i guess was the vibe they were going for that year uh but their music sounds yeah. exactly the same <laughs> every single time exactly the
1: same. A, a little bit more upbeat maybe <laughs> like a little less a little less morose but like even in the video you can tell that it's like it doesn't necessarily suit them because there was it's almost it's i it's their most playful video of the ones that have been on this um compilation so far yeah but it it weirdly it still feels like like I just feel like they're pros, and so they've got like even them they take not taking themselves seriously very seriously
0: i I think they missed out a on a huge opportunity to not record and set off live cannons like in the william eighteen twelve overture <laughs> in the song yeah. if they if they had if they had balls, they would have done that, especially at Glastonbury, just shoot a real cannonball out into the crowd. You know, that's part of it. You might die if you go to Glastonbury. Them's the odds. There's hundreds of thousands of people, but you'll probably be fine. You won't be hit by the cannonball at the Coldplay set.
1: Almost certainly not. And (laughs) if you are, you're probably at the back of the crowd. You didn't even even fight for a spot. You don't deserve to see Coldplay. Oh
0: my God, how great would that be if, you know how, remember that punk rocker Gigi Allen who was infamous for like shitting on stage and beating people up? Imagine how great it would be if Coldplay, all the music they made, totally the same, except they would shoot one cannonball into the audience and one person you one person would always die at a cold play show <laughs> and uh but like you had to sign a contract to get in and you knew that was part of the risk and that's like that was yeah. part of the excitement of going to a cold play show <laughs> <laughs> and then and then as
1: soon as like the person's dead they just go straight into yellow <laughs> all right not
0: moving face smashed in <laughs>
1: everybody get your lighters
0: in the air we're gonna pay respect to the fallen <laughs> Uh yeah no that would certainly make uh going to a Coldplay show more exciting I bet.
1: <laughs> yes, absolutely. Which is one thing that I think a Coldplay show could use. That being said, they are fantastic showmen, which we've covered in here before. Uh, next song, this one. Um, okay, it's called "Inside the Fire" by by who? Chris it's by.
0: Ooh,
1: <laughs> Disturbed. Fresh from the
0: barrio. <sighs> uh,
1: we haven't seen Disturbed in a while, and uh, this. This song shows us
0: why. During the introduction of this uh, song, Chris's face, f- like, fused with his hand like that Rodin statue.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm not <sighs> a, Let's just say I'm not a fan. Okay, so um, do, do
0: we start... The real question is, do we start talking about the song itself or the video?
1: <laughs> I think that um, we have to start with the beginning of the video. Yeah.
0: So, Because that gives us a view into what the song will be. Dave, the beginning of this video is Dave Jermaine uh, giving a trigger warning for the song itself and then also letting people know that because the subject matter of the song and video contains suicide that they can donate to a suicide hotline. My question for you, Chris, is do you think that was something they added after the video was made? Yes, <laughs> yeah.
1: definitely. That a lawyer was like, No. <laughs> <laughs> we're not doing this the only way you I mean, can
0: put this out and i i understand we read your uh 10 page email that you sent to the executives and we understand this is your artistic vision that you want to go with but you have to include this otherwise the label's not going to put it out <laughs> and did you okay he's
1: saying like genuinely important things and he's talking about like a really good like i think he mentions the hotline which is an important thing that's out there yeah and i actually agree with a lot of the stuff that he says other than that it's triggering this video is garbage and only made me want to kill myself for watching so you
0: haven't if you haven't seen the video it's dave germain playing what i assume is who he wishes he could be in uh experience in his own life returning to his apartment and finding his dead girlfriend who is made up to look very dead uh and
1: very dead she's been dead for a couple of days yeah
0: all of this is interper- interspersed with um disturbed rocking out to the song which oh my god the song itself we're gonna have to get into that as well but um i how how would how do you break down the plot of this video <laughs> man
1: comes home yeah finds dead girlfriend lays her on the couch yep Does not call the cops or an ambulance at any point. Nope. Uh, Kisses her softly on the forehead.
0: Does he take her to the bath? Did I misremember that? No, I think he goes to give her a bath at some point. Yeah. I think that's that's, that's hinted at, perhaps. Yes. And
1: then there's all these lyrics going over top of it that are like um, the one. I mean, there's the way that he phrases it, because I feel like these are meant to be two separate sentences. Yeah just just another lost soul never to be mine again which makes it sound like he killed her and will kill again Mm -hmm. yeah because he's like just another lost soul that's not gonna be mine i keep killing all these women they're not gonna be mine anymore just another one but i think it's in the phrasing that he does it i think it's supposed to be just another lost soul full stop (laughs) never to be mine again separate thoughts, Yeah, but the way that he does it, he bridges it with never to never to be mine again that really insinuates
0: that he killed this lady Yeah, and many, many before her. <laughs> I, I'm laughing because it's the only uh, response I can do without being too disturbed. Um, and by the, please watch the video if you think that we're being callous. It is
1: fucking terrible and you can't even take the pre-show warning seriously because he's got this look in his oh, eye. Oh, he's got like, this
0: smug fucking yeah it's it, hard
1: to define <laughs> it's real it's real and that's that double down on the like this dude kills women was because he was he was just like uh if you're if you're feeling suicidal <laughs> uh <laughs> so yeah, so he comes home, finds a dead girlfriend she hung herself he uh 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 hangs out with her for a day uh and then she's a zombie for a minute yeah uh and she aims a gun at him, but then he aims a gun at himself. And now the band is covered in blood inexplicably.
0: <laughs> yep. And, uh, and you got you got a s you got a very sick metal guitar solo happening. So it is sort of reveling in this uh this is like a weird necrophilic suicide fantasy under the disguise yeah. as being anti suicide. Yeah, also doesn't like it's
1: not at all. I mean, in theory, the song the song begins with what is it? Her name is Devon, yeah. and now she's in heaven. Something she's not going to go to heaven
0: because she, her oh, soul she belongs herself, to so him.
1: Not yeah. Oh, terrifying! <laughs> because I was going to say the um, the fucking uh, the whole video is about him. It's not about her at all. Yeah. She's just this dead. It's like it reminded me of those. Um, have you ever seen anyone point out how many movie posters have headless women in them that are just like boobs <laughs> or legs? Yeah. Like 80% of movie
0: posters. And, and it just reminded me of that. It's like, this lady's just a prop for your fucking emotional jerk-offs. In context with this first batch of songs, too, um, you really have to wonder what the hell is up with uh, how the first six songs of this compilation rolls out. All over the place. If there are any bands
1: that are listening, that are going to make a music video, <laughs> hire <Higher> actors. <laughs> yes stop doing this stop casting yourself you're terrible you can't act that's fine you're in a band that's not your job you're bad at it grief is very difficult we talked about this i think on the last one uh-huh. where one of the i can't remember which fucking band it was but the guy was playing it like he lost his mind remember the ginger the used, terrible one it was
0: oh uh i can't remember there were a lot of videos like that in the last one it was either the used or it was no no, no it was uh, that florida under of band under oath, yeah, yeah, that's right.
1: So they and he tried to play crazy person, and it's like madness is such a such a subtle, difficult thing to play. Yeah, and it's the same with grief or whatever it is he's feeling in this, hiding his boner over this dead woman.
0: Oh, that's totally what it's,
1: it is. Yeah, he's he's terrible in it, and that was that made it even worse. Um, and then second, this didn't feel like a disturbed song to me. Yeah, this felt almost like an eighties metal song, like by the Scorpions or a band like that. And then there were moments of like disturbed doing it. Did you get that as well? It was a really weird vibe on this track.
0: Yeah. No, I did. I this Everything about this is a um, colossal mess. <laughs>
1: what, definitely watch the video. Um, I've actually, you know what? I made, um, to, to, to go through it, I just made a playlist on my YouTube page okay. um, of all of them. And uh, uh, all but one song has a music video. And so, you know what? Check. Check that out as well. Check out um check out my YouTube page and I've got the uh, I've got the playlist on there. It's a, it's a bananas video. <laughs> it Sure is. Oh yeah, it ends in an asylum. Oh so yeah, it was himself. all in his mind.
0: Oh or it was oh. a dream. Oh, I get it now. That's really clever. Yeah, it was either one or another thing. Great ending. <laughs> <laughs> I do say though I did like the image of him in a straitjacket. That was satisfying. <laughs>
1: I mean, Locked Away, yeah. I mean, that's all our favorite Disturbed. Uh, I, like, I like
0: the idea of him being in a straitjacket and me putting a TV right in front of him just showing him different documentaries on the Palestinian cause. That'd be great. I think, I, I mean, we all know that where he's really interested in is the barrio, <laughs> so. Why did this next song get put here and not Linkin Park, which comes two songs after? I'm not sure crazy right yep (laughs) really really strange ordering i i feel like uh if if this compilation was trying to reach out to teenagers uh they're really fucking them up with the vibes Mm. because we got tokyo police club with their song tessellate i guess it's a good song for teenagers i thought the video was kind of cool i've never seen this video before
1: yes where it's a it's a it's a boy who's gonna get into a fight and within him are all the influences of the people in his life. Yeah. And, how, and they're all like playing a, a, like a UN Security Council. And they're all deciding whether or not he should just take a beating or fight back. Yeah. Um, and the, uh, his body, where, wherever he got hit, they were doing that like it was the, uh, the battleground. It wasn't an amazing video, but I've never seen it before. And that's something. Yeah. Considering normally throughout these compilations, we see the same video four times minimum. I thought that was pretty cool. I didn't like the thing that like by the it was it it went it came down to his mom telling him that it's time to fight as if like it's it's mom's reasons that kids don't stick out for themselves.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's... Uh but
1: uh uh but I mean yeah, as a video it was it was kinda cool and original. Um I thought it was weird that the dad looked like Tucker Carlson, but that was kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. Um and uh yeah it was fine can i can fine. i, I have...
0: can i ask you something uh that has nothing to do with the song itself yeah sure do you know what tessellate means
1: um yeah it's where you've got a uh, it's where you put the tassels on a, a jean jacket when you're a cowboy
0: close enough i'll allow it yeah. i didn't know what this <laughs> word meant i had to look it up and i thought that was a cool trick to get people to learn words that they might not normally use it is a cool trick speaking of a cool trick Speaking of a song that probably isn't good for teenagers, we've got Linkin Park with Given Up. Uh, you know, despite the overwhelmingly bleak nature of the song, and especially knowing what happens to Jester Bennington down the road, mm-hmm. um, I find it rather funny choice that there's hand claps all throughout this song. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, man, uh, I, I believe you. I believe the title of this song for sure. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I feel bad. <laughs> I felt yeah. bad listening to it knowing that the guy killed himself years later. Uh I believe the emotion behind it. Uh, I mm. I don't think he's phoning it in. I'll, nope. I can give it that, but um I don't know. Why there's so many reasons to have music as an outlet for your anger, but I think some of the best songs about anger convert it into um, an emotion that's not just anger. <laughs>
1: yeah it's transformed into something yeah or being used as opposed to just a floodgate for it i i did
0: it's yeah i I didn't really know how to take the song when it came on after that tokyo police club because i thought it's like okay for some reason disturbs on here uh but we had i guess kind of laid back or fun times with weezer and coldplay tokyo police club mm -hmm. getting back into it uh oh oh nope hold up
1: (laughs) get back get back over here you sons of bitches (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Second suicide song in five songs on an album so far. <laughs> yeah. Hence, in which Big Shiny Tunes begs for death. <laughs> I think it's the programmer just going, please kill me. Please kill
0: me. Uh, it's, yeah. We failed in one of our ambitions making this podcast, which is to find out what went on behind the scenes. Um, I don't know if we could be more aggressive in our approach to upset these people and bring them out of the woodwork. Uh, if you're listening to the show, I know where you live. How about that?
1: Oh, wow. I'm looking at a picture of your kids getting on a school bus right now.
0: <laughs> Can you see me waving right now? <laughs> this this episode is actually happening live. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: We're in your house. Um, there's, there was a, here's a uh, this similar to the Disturbed song. This felt like more of a classic metal song than we're used to from them.
0: I guess. I mean, what kind of metal? There's though? no rapping on it. Yeah. There's no Mike Shinoda. Yeah, we're, and we're... even
1: even the use of the guitars and stuff, it felt like I didn't I didn't notice a DJ.
0: Yeah. Maybe the rest of the band yeah. gave up on showing up to the song.
1: <laughs> yeah, may, yeah. Maybe they were all just like, bah, this feels like you, Chester. You you hold this one down. <laughs> I'm gonna we're gonna, we're gonna go yeah. get a drink.
0: Yeah, no, I know. I had I had this trip planned to the Caribbean with my family for months now. So you you uh you go to the studio, it's cool. <laughs> oh, poor Chester. Next up. Buck Cherry. Remember those creepy bastards? <laughs> Remember when they used to be cool? Nope. Remember Sorry, by Buck Cherry is the song, by the way. Before we get into
1: that, they were like a they were like a, a hip trying to be Scott Whalen dangerous band covered in tattoos, singing about how they're all lit up again.
0: This is such a ro- rotten stereotype about these kinds of bands, which is you know like how in Sopranos, anytime Tony would fuck up or him and Carmela would have an argument, he'd just presenter with some lavish jewelry Mm -hmm. this is like the la rock version of that if you fuck up in your life you make a power ballad (laughs) yeah yeah um they're they're not all they're not all gonna be wild horses guys you're not mick jagger what the fuck is going on with the compilation right now (laughs) it's there are so many shifts in different (laughs) moods and approaches like the fact that this can exist two songs away from tokyo police club I don't understand um also i think it's really funny because every time in the song in the chorus he i think he says like i'm sorry i'm bad i'm sorry he says i'm sorry i'm bad i'm sorry i'm blue but i kept hearing blue as bill <laughs> which are like why why is that your name what i'm sorry i'm blue, uh, bad i'm sorry i'm bill <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather be William but people call me Bill. I'm sorry I was given this name but this is what the song's about cuz I'm sorry for my name. <laughs> this song sucks. I hate I hate dudes like this and I, I it's so uh it's so gaudy. It's like it's like some yeah. shitty jewelry. It's like you can tell that the intention behind it's pretty hollow and over the top like Yeah.
1: Every every rock band has to have ballads. I understand that. Every album had a ballad on it. Whatever. But this is a garbage ballad. Yeah. This is even fucking Guns N' Roses made good ballads. Yeah. And they had no feelings. <laughs> they were dead inside. <laughs> yes. And this guy made this garbage, this pointless. Like, I literally, like, my first thought was, this sounds like a kid rock song.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: This is a Theory of a Dead Man vibe. Yeah. And we, we'll we see this a few times throughout. And it's in- We certainly will. The one One thing that I've seen in this album, and we've seen it already twice. This is the third time. Is bands making songs that don't sound like them, mm-hmm. uh, which is very strange. Weezer went the other way; they sounded more like Weezer than they have. Yeah, uh, but it feels like all these bands they sound they sound like they're in strange places. Because like I enjoyed that song "Lit Up" when it came out; that was just a fun, dumb rock song. Yeah, and and then like I mean, I haven't listened to it since. I didn't even listen to it today. I just looked it up to double check that I knew the name right. But this is this is a different. If you're going to be dumb, be dumb. Don't be emotional and dumb. Yeah. Because that's worse. <laughs> or be so dumb that you're Lenny and you're trying to pet a bunny. That's fine. <laughs> that kind of dumb and emotional is adorable and charming. Yeah. But there's no in between. You can't just be kind of an ass and get away with it. I Yeah, I hate this. Song. I
0: don't know if it would have flopped uh, on its face, but I had this thought just right now that the only way that this song could be amazing... Or I wish existed is that if they combined the chorus of this song with "Crazy Bitch," so he was like, "Oh, you're a crazy bitch, and you fuck so good, I'm on top of it. I'm sorry, I'm bad. I'm sorry." (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine? Like that, that I think Buck Cherry would be avant-garde geniuses. (laughs) That would be great. (laughs) That would be so funny. You missed an opportunity, Uh Buck Cherry. You
1: fucked up. Can someone please make a cut of that? That I would watch the hell out of that, and with the music video splices. Yeah, that'd be. Is
0: Buck Cherry also a play on words with Chuck Berry?
1: Oh, I'd never thought of that, but I really hope not. I mean,
0: I can see these guys also installing cameras in a toilet somewhere. So. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's what they, that's all they know about him. They don't even know that he played rock. <laughs> just all they know is He's the famous toilet can no, guy. It's like,
0: there's a, there's a back to the future style movie where Buck Cherry find a time machine and they go back in time and see Chuck Berry installing cameras and they call their uh, relative. And they're just like, you know, that idea you've been looking of selling uh... Uh, public purloined public pee tapes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah what a bunch of sickos.
1: Yeah, yeah, Uh yeah. Let's not give them any more. Oh, one, the only good thing about it, they use they used actors. Thank you very much. Oh, they, he's not yeah. the guy in it. I had to double check. He used an actor. I appreciate that. It, it's a terrible video for a terrible song, <laughs> but he didn't act in it, and I will give him that. You got to give people their due where they deserve it. Mm-hmm. Um, next song, because fuck buck cherry. Yeah, fuck cherry. How did no one think of that before? Chicka cherry cola. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Chickity China, the Buck Cherry Chicken, <laughs> um, make it with Chew, mm-hmm. A song title that I hate. What do you think I feel about this song? I don't know because I I was taken aback by it in a couple ways. Mm. Um, I went in thinking that I would hate it, yeah, because of the title, yeah. And I was, I was like, oh, this is all right. And then the chorus came in, and I was like, oh, this is better than all right. And then and then it was it was like four different songs, and one it was very confusing. Mm-hmm. And a very nice make-out party music video Yeah, (laughs) where I was like, you know what? This is actually kind of sweet. It started with them driving in the desert like all of their music videos do for some reason. Yeah, But by the end, it was just a bunch of people kissing on each other. Totally. And I was like, well, this is nice. This is not this stripper brigade
0: that we've had in the last few
1: compilations.
0: Yeah, totally. It made me think that maybe instead of spying on uh, my neighbors with binoculars, I should just watch this video. Yeah, just smooching. Just a bunch of people smooching. I kind of ruined the surprise, I think, by agreeing with some of the things we're saying. But I got to say, totally in the same boat as you. I was like, what a stupid name for a song. And then it started playing. And I got to say, the the vibe of the song actually uh, won me over. (laughs) Surprisingly, Mm -hmm. too. The chorus
1: really reminded me of a band that I could not put my finger on. I know.
0: I know what you mean. There's somebody, right? yeah. There's somebody that we're hearing. And I was like, "Is it Mark Knopfler? No, is it, it? There's some. There's something from the '80s, and I can't quite place it. But well, maybe we'll figure it out by the time we record the outro.
1: <laughs> yeah, I hope so, because it was um, it's it's there and it's pronounced and it's currently unnamed and it's infuriating. Yeah. But even like, yeah, I mean, I I sort of laughed when it was the title of the song. I was like that's dumb. Mm-hmm. And then he's driving in the desert, and I was like, "Fuck this." Yeah. And the song started. out.
0: All right. No, nope, fair <laughs> enough. You got me. You got me.
1: You sons of bitches. You got yep. me.
0: Yeah. No, that's, uh, I got to say, that's a, something I, you have to tip your hat to when you go in eager to hate it, and then it wins you over. Mm.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's hard. That's a genuine, that's a skill. That, that's a sign of a well-made song.
0: Yeah. Um. um all right. Next song. We got Winter Sleep, Montreal's own Winter Sleep with Weighty Ghost, who, I know these guys, um, I don't mm. know their music. Uh, I think. Do I know these guys? Are these Sparrow probably, guys? Probably. You maybe met Lowell Campbell. You might have met Tim. I know Lowell. Yeah. Lowell's in Winter Sleep? Yeah, he's the drummer okay, in this yeah. video. <laughs> oh, I didn't recognize him. <laughs> well, it I was pre-Beard, I guess, maybe. Anyways. Yeah, I mean, I, I
1: found when I was listening to it, I didn't know that they were from Montreal. But as soon as it started, I was like, this is a Montreal band. Yeah. They sound v- exactly how Montreal sounded at that time which is like two years before I moved there. So like when I got there, it was exactly what was coming out. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. It's a nice song. It's fine. The video is very nice as well. Like the uh, with the kids just playing in the neighborhood. Yeah. It's just sort of sweet. Again, another like not one that you often see where it's just a band and then a bunch of kids having a nice neighborhood time. There's no twist to it. There's no reveal. It's just here are kids being magical while a guy sings about a ghost. Cool. <laughs> cool. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> totally i mean i'm sure it was a metaphor but yeah. i don't care
0: i mean i hope it wasn't a metaphor for the ghosts of all the people that have suicided themselves in the songs on this album <laughs> 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 this is a really suicide comp uh uh especially with this next song but um yeah i don't really have much That's- to say about uh, winter sleep here
1: yeah, no, it's just it was just fine. Lowell's a great guy. Really enjoyed having him as a customer.
0: Actually, if I can just give a shout out, because I knew Mike Bigelow uh, the most out of this band, uh, solid guy, but uh, also Lowell Campbell, amazing drummer. I saw him do a uh, Who, uh, he was doing, he was Keith Moon in a Who cover band I saw once. So it was amazing. I don't even really like the oh, Who, wow. but I was transfixed.
1: Lowell's great, because I remember when I moved to London, um, I guess whatever band he was in at the, end of the time, it might have been Winter Sleep. He sent me a message and I knew him like bartender, regular kind of thing. He came into Sparrow a lot. He sent me a message. He's like, Hey, man, we're playing in London. If you want to come, just come hang out. We'll have beers and you hang out with the band and watch the show. And I was like, That's so nice. Like, you didn't have to do that at all. But it was like, Oh, Chris is there. Let's go hang out. It's like, it's just a decent dude. Yeah, man. Had some good time. Bottom side for Lil Campbell. Yeah. I think think season two of this, by the way, uh, if you're listening, since we're running out of Big Shiny Tunes, we're going to take a break and then we're going to figure out what we're going to do with this podcast after that because i like making it yeah jordan you like making it yeah
0: i like i like talking to you um there more you than i like listening to these songs sometimes
1: yeah so <laughs> we'll, we'll try to find something more fun next time but um <laughs> but maybe maybe we'll just do a lowell campbell um appreciation podcast
0: that would be amazing just keep it going for 10 years even though we've only yeah. like hung out with him a handful of times love it yeah <laughs> just great guy just lowell campbell everybody just killing it so are you ready to rise above these good times chris I'm ready to. They're not going to allow me to, <laughs> well, but I'm ready to. Well, Chris, I mean, if, if you don't like this next song, then you are definitely pro-suicide. Because guess what? we got another anti-suicide song here with Rise Above This by none other than Nirvana 2.0. See that? Except this song doesn't really sound like Nirvana uh doesn't at all no this is
1: another band that doesn't sound like how they sounded it's really weird well, this is they also just gave up
0: this is also a song that should have been written 10 years before <laughs> appearing on this is like such a 90s um like alt uh morny i don't know what's called morny is that a word morny morny
1: morny sounds weirder the more we say it morny morny <laughs> Well, if it was a word, it isn't anymore.
0: <laughs> you know, you know uh you know sometimes I there's clear parts when I'm listening back where I can tell when the edibles have kicked in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> morny. Mor- morny. The schnozberries taste like schnozberries.
0: Hey, schnozberries taste like schnozberries. morny.
1: yeah, this song is it's 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 generic even for generic rock. Yeah. There is nothing to this. This is, uh, this is just in and out. No point. Why'd you do this? What's the point of
0: being a band if you're going to make songs like this? Well, so you can make videos. Did you watch the video for this one? Yeah, terrible. <laughs> Was he trying to argue that somehow through the power of song, um, his suicide is reversed? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I... You're getting upset, Chris. Nobody knows what this
1: fucking video is about. It's a there's a kid. He's standing on a rooftop. He's looking at a picture of his family. It cuts to each family member, as it uh, and then and then he drops and then he drops the the picture and then wind blows on each individual family member. They're all in different rooms yeah. because they've got lives to live. Uh, they don't know that their son's about to kill himself because goddammit, it, who knows their kids anymore? Yeah. And uh, as the photo falls, wind comes in. They go, oh no, something is amiss. And then he falls off it backwards. And then they wherever they are, fall backwards as well. Oh, no. It's because a little part of them also dies when he dies. But then he rises back up. Yeah. And they rise back up, lifted by angels in the outfield, I assume.
0: <laughs> wow, there's a reference I wasn't expecting. Um, <laughs> if this, if this uh, video taught me anything, it's that a lot of decisions are made by people probably not in the band or by people in the band in the case of Disturbed. But this seems mm-hmm. like a classic boardroom meeting of, uh, I wish I could do an Australian accent. I can't, but let's pretend I can for this. Yeah, um, I'm into it. Oi, Sather, we got the perfect formula for for your next song, Rise Above This. All right, this is what we do. We make a bunch of people sad, teenagers, right? And we have you playing on top of your roof like a bunch of right proper kangaroos. That is what those kangies do. <laughs> Um yeah, every boring element of bands playing on skyscrapers and no. suicides being reversed cuz nothing yeah, shows just, you care about your fans than saying that you're against them killing themselves because you'd be against album sales.
1: Dude, generic generic song, generic video from a band that was always bad. Yeah. Why is it here? <laughs> why 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 was anyone made to listen to this? I understand on their <laughs> album whatever that happens, but for anyone else to encourage it i'm mad about
0: it yeah um and i'm mad about most of the next uh no it's it's getting weird it's getting weird um yeah there's there's some
1: yeah there's some weird the next few songs there's a couple this, weird fucking turns in here. yeah these next few songs especially um if you're ready to move on yeah next song nine in the afternoon by panic at the disco yeah love it <laughs> love it okay you don't
0: actually love it
1: love it genuinely like really enjoy it know that i shouldn't can't explain it i think this is what people talk about when they say guilty pleasure genuinely enjoy panic at the disco
0: this for sure is somewhat of a cash-in on the across the universe movie beetle uh like Beetlemania resurgence thing that happened the year before right i mean maybe it feels to me it just feels like
1: um fallout boy was a success and record labels went who can kind of do danceable Pop rock, yeah, but that's not what that's like sort of a bigger voice. That's not what
0: this song is, though. This song is like total kind, it's like a kind of is. No, man. This is like every element stylistically of the song is that kind of band you're talking about trying to do a Beatles mm-hmm. song.
1: Okay, fair enough. Yeah. You
0: didn't get that at all from No, not
1: really, what? but I mean <laughs> I I was just quietly enjoying it okay. and not liking the video. It that was I'm not talking about I the video, I'm talking this... about the
0: song. No,
1: I know, but I think that most of my uh most of my brain power was trying to trying to figure out why I like this song. Okay. When I look at the band members and I hate them <laughs> looking at them and the things that they chose to do and I was just trying to rectify that and uh or re- reconcile those things yeah. and um I think I missed a lot <laughs> in terms of influences you, and you styles. Are, you were
0: using like your that. eyes and not your ears. <laughs>
1: Well, no, that was, I was using both. My ears were like, yeah,
0: my eyes were like, no. (laughs) It's, it's funny because I also kind of enjoyed the song too for, for what it is. Uh, Well, it's, it's, you know, eight days a week. One of those kind of nonsense logic, uh, or, or like, sorry, a a malapropism that, uh, people like Dan Quayle, uh, famously did, but Mm. Ringo Starr also had them just like always like eight days a week was a Ringo, uh, name, but nine in the afternoon, classic. It's like nine. Yeah. It's nine. It's either nine in the morning or the evening. What's going on? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like you're kind of beginning to see almost how algorithms are affecting taste in culture, just in terms of like what sort of pops up and then dies away in a really quick fad, faddish way. Whether it has to do with like retro revivals or, um. Mm. But anyways, enjoyable. Uh, which is not something I can say about this next song. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah. So the next the next song is Hollow Point Sniper Hyperbole by Ubiquitous Synergy Seeker. Yeah, which is just terrible names all around. Really, so many words. And part of part of the reason why I'm so mad at it is because when I was 20, I totally would have named something that.
0: <laughs> wait, wait, named what that though? Like a drink? Named like yeah, a, a
1: drink or a, a, like an essay or something. Just stupid word. Just pointless wordiness. <laughs> Was very much a thing that I did when I was younger. And so (laughs) I identify with that a little bit. I I started listening to it and I was like, oh, Bedouin Soundclash. Okay. (laughs) We've had these guys before. And then the DJ kicks in and I was like, is this LCD sound system Bedouin Soundclash? What the fuck is going on? Uh This is not good. But it's such a big swing Mm -hmm. that I kind of respect the fuck out of them for trying to make it. I, and honestly, I think that the thing that's holding it back most is the
0: guy's got the wrong voice for this music. Well, what is this kind of music, though? Describe the style. That's the thing.
1: (laughs) It's like there's no, it's, it's LCD sound system Bedouin (laughs) Soundclash. So there's no, like, there's no one voice. I can't tell you which voice he should have, but Bedouin Soundclash voice isn't the one for this. And I honestly think that that's holding it back in a way that it could, they could have made something very interesting out of this. Um, And that's one thing that, made that impossible just the fact that they tried like i just i just love that this band exists yeah yeah where it's this guy and a dj and they gave it a shot and it didn't work out but they tricked enough people to get a record deal
0: most awful songs that we cover on this compilation are depressing like it's like Mm. it's that kind of awful but this song uh hollow point sniper hyperbole uh is so hilariously bad uh, that it yeah. goes to some extra step that uh, we reserve for the stupefies and the all, all the other <laughs> songs that you know are bad but are just kind of amazing to watch and listen happen. Um, almost every single line in this song is horrendous. Like just like uh, like you couldn't even try to write a worse line than moose meat neighbored a medley of beans. Screech me i like maybe the lines were just like made by some weird random generative process with like maybe they're really into computers or something and just like like. it is bizarre um i cracked up every time they went into the eyes the by that builds the boat part you know what i'm talking about like the sea shanty part of the song nope didn't notice that really did you even listen to the song chris
1: I did listen to the song and I watched the video and for some reason I missed, I missed that part, but I might've been, I might've been writing another thought when that happened. No, it's, 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 I think
0: it's really that extra step that this kind of awful goes. It's like the DMT flash. You are presented with so much information that when you, when it's finally over, you can't really retain all of it because it's just hitting you from all angles of style and and, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think the song. Uh, was amazing <laughs> um, I, I I think I'm so glad I heard it and I forgot that it existed um, because I, I remember when we started this podcast just jumping ahead and like well who are some of these bands that are and, and I remember this was one of the songs I came across first and I was like how did we get to this point <laughs> yeah, what led here? And I still, and we still don't know. Still We're don't here have now. the answer. No, <laughs> this, there's no breadcrumbs. No, this just happened. Like, <laughs> do, do, you, do you ever of the Voynich manuscript? No, uh, I think it was. They finally determined that it was done just sort of as a prank. But it was this guy who was really into linguistics or, or just like languages back in the 16th century who made up this fake language manuscript book, which a bunch with a bunch of weird drawings of like f- people worshiping flowers and stuff. And for okay. hundreds of years, they couldn't uh, figure out what it was about. They were trying to get it translated. And then eventually they just kind of figured out it's like, no, this guy was just fucking with people uh, on this level. And, and this is where this exists for me. I don't think we'll ever understand how this song yeah. could exist. So thank you USS or us if that's what you're called.
1: A s- ubiquitous synergy seeker. A plus. <laughs> yeah.
0: What a time to be live. Um yeah. so which makes this next song by Sam Roberts seem a little bit curmudgeonly, I gotta say.
1: Yeah, he's you know what? I didn't I didn't hear because I loved this song. By the way, it's a, it's them kids by yeah. uh, by Sam Roberts. Um Hooray for Sam! It's which but, is not um, which is
0: not a Canadian take
1: on MGMT's kids. That would have been great if this was a reaction <laughs> song. Uh, and they get into like a Nas Jay-Z thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I remember loving this song when it came out and I still really enjoyed it. I think it's a very fun song. I don't have a lot to say about it, um, but listening to it, I was like, he does sound like a lot of uh, 40 and 50 year olds on Twitter right now.
0: Yeah, um, for sure. And did you watch the of video like, of it too, where he has himself as an old man? <laughs>
1: too? Yeah, he does the whole thing. Yeah. It's Sims. I like that. This is like, <laughs> one thing that I find interesting about the, the music videos from this year is it's the first time um where or maybe like there was that one weird music video on like three or four where a guy's alone in a room with a computer and there's beautiful women around but um this is basically the first time that internet culture has entered the the music videos of this compilation which means that the internet has been around and like just long enough that people are like oh it's a thing now it went over the hump of like this is a fad yeah and how will we use it to this is now a part of our life. So that's a, that's a really cool moment to document. Like I said, Weezer did a really good job of it. Um, and then um, this Them Kids is basically just a, a game of the Sims, the first Sims, I'm guessing, um, uh, with this family. And he gradually gets old. <laughs> and he's like, at one point, he's in the 50s. So handsome in the 50s. Yeah. So handsome. Yeah. Not a handsome old man. Didn't age him well. <laughs> uh, less, less vain. Wait, is this a Benjamin Button thing too? God damn it! I thought. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha You fell right into my trap. Um, but yeah, it was it was fine. He sounds he sounds like a curmudgeon. These kids don't understand. Well, yeah. Didn't it used to be that the kids the ones were the ones who knew how to get off. Uh huh. And um, and he's just like kids are boring now. I don't like them.
0: I got I gotta say I'm I, I was a little worried about how much I can identify with Sam's sentiments sometimes on this one. Like I think Mm. growing older, being a musician, there's going to always be this feeling of why do do all these kids have this shitty music taste? Don't they like real music? Um, Mm. And you got to fight against that because there's great things happening all the time. In fact, if you're wanting to check out a really awesome band happening, Chris, they they live in London. They're called Black Midi. Amazing. One of the best bands I have uh, come across in the last two years and they're all in their early 20s. And they're making more challenging music than uh, all the Mac DeMarco clones of the world. That's right. I went there. How do, you, how, how do you spell that? Two words. Black. The second word, MIDI. M-I-D-I. Just M-I-D-I? Yeah. Watch their latest KEXP performance uh, that they filmed during uh, the pandemic. Amazing. Um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, I didn't really have much to say about this song either, but... They have
1: a new album coming out.
0: They sure do. I, I may have made a mistake by ordering 20 copies for the store. That's how excited I am about it. Um, oh wow! Yeah. Okay, cool. But um yeah, the only other thing uh I really wanted to address was Sam's um, statement in the song where he says, "I guess I don't understand how the kids don't know how to dance to rock and roll." And the answer would be: mm-hmm. Have you listened to this Big Shiny Tunes compilation series before? It's <laughs> yeah. much music's fault. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, it's the uh, there was a lot of there was a lot, there was too many shoegazy bands for too long, and we all just forgot.
0: Not, not shoegazing the way Chris Means folks of uh actual shoegaze bands which is a subgenre um yeah.
1: no i don't i don't mean it i don't mean <laughs> it that way i mean music where literally all you can do is stand and be sad or furious Sam
0: you did a noble job raging against the dying of the light but it's not something that one man can control much less humanity you have to accept your fate that we're slowly going to be drowning in icebergs Water. Great song. All right. So moving on. Thank you. Thank you, Sam Roberts. Great song. If I can introduce this just because I have a question for you about it. <clears throat> I would love that. This next song is The Verve, Love is Noise. You might remember The Verve mm-hmm. from Bittersweet Symphony. Chris, this is the other song I want to ask if you can guess how I feel about it. <laughs> But I think you love this song. You are right. Yeah. Do you know yeah. why I love it?
1: Because it's exactly the kind of music you
0: like. (laughs) No, (laughs) it's not. This is a bunch of, uh, middle of the road YouTube nonsense, but whoever decided to put that sample throughout the whole song is a genius. Mm. It somehow transforms the entire song for me. Uh, and it sells the entire thing. I think I just find it a boring song, but that sample is just so weird and out of place all the time that, uh, it makes it for me. Uh, and that's all I had to say about it.
1: I actually have a note in here that says the, the, the the difference between a, an average song and a really good song is razor thin. Yes. (laughs) And it's like just that one decision that you make. And because everything else about the song is fine. Yeah. But the way that brings it all together, that one extra, it's like a bay leaf kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It just, now it's a fucking song. And I don't like the Verve. I've irrationally hated the Verve since Bittersweet Symphony. Yeah. And that remained up until I heard the song and I was like, it's a fucking good song. I really like this. Video's fine. Video's boring. Yeah. But
0: I mean, all all I ever got from Bittersweet Symphony, especially the video is that, you move out of the way when that guy's walking down the street you're gonna get yeah yeah because he will drop a shoulder <laughs> doesn't matter if you're young old disabled yeah get out of his path
1: <laughs> i wish he just i wish he'd had the balls to have him full flip someone in a wheelchair just, just <laughs> <laughs>
0: whiskey <laughs> just really commit um yeah uh it, it works uh pleasant enough i guess yeah good song good song so this next one's Um, weird yeah
1: yeah do you want to do you want to lead into this one
0: kind of um only because uh it ties into sort of things we've talked about with toronto before this next song is die mannequin with the song saved by strangers this to me like that winter sleep is associated with montreal 2008 for you this sound is associated to toronto around this time for me I can smell the cocaine coming off of it. <laughs> like it's, Okay. Yeah. I don't know what yeah, it is. Right. I feel like it's, the song reminds me of people that are, have a lot of like arm tattoos and are kind of like jerks, but sort of fun to hang out with. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, the weird thing about this song is that I feel like liking it is probably bad for you, but I also kind of could see myself fucking dancing uh, my ass off uh, at, you know, if they played this live or something like I kind of I, yeah. I weirdly like it, but it also makes me realize why wellness culture became a thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's well put. Yeah, I had the same thing where I'm, um, I mean, I was most struck by how much I would have loved it when I was a teenager. Like I, I would have eaten this up when I was a teenager. And I was like, I mean, it's good. I hate I hate it when people breathe heavily into the mic. That really bothered me at the start. That put me off more than anything. The song reminded me of how hemmed in rock has made itself. Mm mm-hmm. You can hear a lot of the influences sort of on the sleeve of this band, um, and they're trying to do their own thing with it, but it inevitably just sounds like rock, um, and that happens a lot with just like straight up rock music. Yeah, guitar, bass, drums. It's very tough to forge ahead. And it was—I can't remember if we talked about this on stream before, but the, I was listening to an interview um, uh, with—I um, th- I th- it might have been Rick Rubin who said it. Um, Just—I'm guessing because he's the—he's one of the ones I listen to most. But they were saying how one of the interesting things in differences between hip hop and rock is that with rock, they idolize the Beatles and Zeppelin and Ozzy, and they go, These are the gods, Floyd, whatever. And this is where that's it. You know, I'll never be that good. But I can, you know, yeah, I can I can live among them maybe. Um, whereas hip hop is just like, I'm better than that fucking guy, and I'm gonna show you that I'm better than that fucking guy. And that makes people push themselves and make new stuff, and they they expect to break out of that box. So this music video, it's all black and white. It's them in like an underground garage, and there's a lot of nuns in it. And at first, I was my first, I was like, oh Jesus, we get it, yeah, nuns, the clergy, whatever. A, there's one scene where a nun pulls out a switchblade, and I think "Nun with a Switchblade" is the title of something, and I don't know what yet.
0: Yeah, could it should it be in the should it be the name of their album instead of Unicorn Steak? Which was the name? Of yeah, himself. yeah, no, yeah. Should be none with the Switchblade. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking.
1: It's great. It's such a cool image. I really like that. But um, but then what it what it turned out to be, and this is something that I liked about it and made me want to give Die Mannequin um more of a shot, is that it's not just fuck the church. It's here's this one specific thing that nuns are doing to young women, where it's a line of nuns and they've all got different weapons, and these like boys from different cultures are trying to get past them. To talk to this little white girl who's like jumping rope, I think. Okay. And the nuns kill all these kids. <laughs> they beat the shit out of them with their <laughs> weapons, their switchblades and their clubs and such. And then um, and then a wolf comes in, and the wolf just goes right past and she pets the wolf, and then it cuts to a house, and the wolf goes upstairs and it's like, Yeah, 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 you're fighting off all these people. You're not letting you're not letting anything in. And then a fucking predator just waltzes right through. And and that's like, hey, that's like you're painting a picture and this is a situation and it's told with hyperbole yeah. and it's not just church bad. And so I appreciated that because I'm so fucking sick of music videos talking about the church. Yeah.
0: Do you think, do you, th- so do you think I wanted to give them that? Do you think if uh, you were a big fan of this band in Germany, you just called them the mannequin? I think I absolutely would. I would call them the, the body doll. <laughs> Are you ready to get on to this next song? Chris, can we just skip it? I I have to say Sequoia Throne by Protest the Hero is this next song. Yeah. I really want to commend Canada Big Shiny Tunes and Much Music for creating this fucked up Frankenstein with uh years of programming and rush worship. <laughs> uh this song straight up rules, dude. Um <laughs> What the darkness is to glam. This band is to prog metal here. I thought that the USS song was going to be the most ridiculous song on this compilation. Mm. Uh, it's, it's a close tie. If it's not this song, that's the most ridiculous though. And I think I ultimately, we have to give it to, to this one because this song just goes beyond. This is somehow, um, art to me. And I can't tell if it's intentional or not. I can't tell if this song was an accident of bad ideas or something brilliantly conceived from the get-go to be the most over-the-top uh ridiculous blend of different metal stylings and emo vocalizations I've ever heard.
1: <laughs> See, I, I think that's that's why I didn't like it, is because I saw all of those things, except for the prog, I'm not as familiar with prog rock as 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 I ought to as I ought to be. Yeah. Um but I I li- my first note was unironic darkness. Sure. And whereas <laughs> the darkness are, are just fun. These guys are not fun, and so I think my I just immediately hated them for that. Where I was like, "You guys are masturbating <laughs> with other people's music, <laughs> and that's gross." Uh, I I hated it, but I could, but I could be off. I could just I could have just misunderstood
0: it. I, I, I I'd say that darkness take themselves more seriously than these guys. <laughs> <laughs> really? Oh, for sure. Uh, did you watch any live clips of this band performing?
1: No. So funny. I just watched the music video where they're in a high school for some I reason.
0: saw them play uh, some metal show in Germany, uh, like on YouTube, um, mm. and half the crowd is losing their shit, and the other half are just standing there with their arms crossed, which I think is always the sign of an amazing band, <laughs> when half the people yeah. hate you, and the other half are totally down. Like, I, I don't know if I'm giving this song too much credit, but this is almost like Mike Patton, John Zorn-level ridiculousness to me. This is almost like Zappa-level trolling going on that... I, I can't yeah. see this as they actually take themselves seriously because they clearly don't.
1: The guitar work reminded me of that band Dragon Force. Okay. It's like an air band that got out of control.
0: See, I don't even know that and, band, but um, if it's already invoking other metal to you, I think that's totally what they intended. <laughs> it it reminded me of, it's like four songs in one. It's a, it's a
1: mashup of a bunch of different metal styles, like you said. And honestly, my only complaint with it because they seem like they're super talented. They played it really well. And it's like, yeah. What seems like, at least to someone who doesn't play music, intricate guitar work. And he does, like, what, four or five different styles of vocals in it? Um, yeah. He's like a one-man, big, shiny tunes. Yeah. Um, And so, like, they're all talented and everything. I think it was just... It, to me, it felt like someone showing off, being like, look at all these things I can do rather than write a song. For uh, sure. Whereas with The Darkness, it felt like like a like a Mel Brooks film where it's like I made Young Frankenstein because I love those old horror movies and here's a silly version of it. Yeah. I guess I just didn't get the silliness coming off These guys, they felt very self-serious. But again, I may have just totally fucking missed it.
0: And you also may not fully understand how I feel because if I was gifted this album as a gift, I would return it <laughs> almost immediately. <Yeah. laughs> I do not want this in my life. Uh, okay. But I'm glad it exists. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, can, I, can, I can understand that. Also, I
1: think it was... Um, And this is this is part of the problem with being like the kind of uh, metal band that you're talking about is if you really want to do it, like if you're the darkness, then you do big glam videos, which are inherently absurd. Yeah. But if you're making fun of this kind of rock, you kind of have to make a video that those guys would make, which is inherently self-serious. And so maybe the
0: point would be lost on a on a loser like me. Guaranteed as they were writing the song, they had to stop playing it because they were laughing too much this like i just hear i, I it, yeah. want you
1: to be right i want you to be I right. i hope
0: i am i may not be and i may never know if i was or not because i probably will never listen to this band ever again
1: but yeah. um if, if if anyone that is a genuine protest the hero fan is listening yeah. and can explain this band to us please tweet at us at big shiny tweets <laughs> we would love to hear from you we definitely would because i mean this is this is so far the biggest mystery we've had in a while yeah i, you know, I there's been a lot of very simple shut them up shut them down bands so okay, um,
0: protest this hero, protest the hero. Thank you for existing. That's, that's my, that's what I say. Uh, moving on. salute
1: your solution.
0: (laughs) That's one song too soon, but still. (laughs) Moving on, Chris, I, I'm jumping ahead right now and I automatically know you have a soft spot for this dumb band because they're from Brighton. But that said, we are moving on to the Kooks with their song Always Where I Need To Be. Uh, no, thank you. Uh, do 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 choruses were already exhausted by Third Eye Blind, and uh, mm. I hate uh, the vibe of this song. If you like it, it's because they're from Brighton.
1: I hate the song. Thank um, God. It's a. Uh, it feels like it feels like they heard the Hives and the Arctic Monkeys and said, "You know what this
0: needs? A complete lack of balls." <laughs> you know what this needs? It needs a pretty boy singing it who has nothing interesting to say about anything
1: <laughs> at all. Every every single member of this band looks insufferable. Yeah. Uh I have no time for the song. I think it's bad and it is uh worse than bad. It is pointless, and I'm happy to move on from there. All
0: right, next song. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right on along. We got uh we got foot loose and fancy free. <laughs> Getting
1: there is half the fun. Come share it with me. Moving right along, to k dung, a dung.
0: Anyways. Uh, <laughs> If you want to be footloose and fancy free, you got to move along to the next song. We got the Raconteurs with Salute Your Solution. Uh, yeah, Salute Your Solution by the
1: raconteurs. Um I have a weird thing with the Raconteurs where I think, I think the White Stripes make better music, like uh, unquestionably better music, mm-hmm. but like, 8 out of 10 times,
0: I'd rather just put on a Raconteurs album. Fair enough. Uh whatever that means fair enough. Fair enough because I guess that they're that kind of band. Don't know what to listen to while you're doing something, put on the Raconteurs.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's just it's just solid rock. It's just yeah. Good. It's not great. It's not blowing any minds, but it's good. Still got Jack White, so there's like an interesting edge to it. I thought it was fun. It was for me. It was one of the top three songs on the album, if we're not counting "Bananas." What the hell is going on, songs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not remarkable, but like I would put it in. I would put it in the Sam Roberts zone of just like, this is good stuff, well done, and that's fine. Just a nice, clean rock song. Put it to bed. Opened with Weezer, closed with Raconteurs. Done and dusted. A bunch of weird turns along the way, but uh, but we got there. Instead, we have fucking these two other songs.
0: Did you ever see 24-Hour Party People?
1: No, I know the movie, but I haven't seen it. It's
0: about the Manchester music scene, Tony Wilson, and a lot of the bands and uh, people involved in uh, making the records from that. Joy Division, New Order, Happy Mondays, all that stuff. There's this great scene where uh, Martin Hannett, the record producer, did Joy Division, Happy Mondays, and all these bands. Anyways, he's in the studio And Joy Division is like trying to record a song and the drummer's just warming up or or recording the beat for the song. And Martin Horn's like, uh, sorry, Martin Hannett says, stop, stop, stop. And the drummer's like, what? It's like, was I playing something wrong? It's like, no, you you weren't playing anything wrong. It's just people have been playing that beat for decades and I'm fucking sick of it. (laughs) And that's kind of how I feel about this band. There's nothing wrong with it. I'm just kind of sick of this music, um, existing in the world now, still like so many bands are just their, their idea of what rock and roll can be, I think as you were saying is pretty yeah. limited and, uh, I'm just a snob. <laughs> so <laughs> that's yeah. really and all that's, it comes down that's to. totally fair. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's totally fair. It's, it's, it's just right down the middle rock. There's nothing special about it. Yeah. It's just, it's just good. And if you want, if that's the kind of good that you're, that you want, then it's good. And if it's not, then it's bad and that's fine. Yeah.
0: Um, but again, can't really hate it uh that much because most of my hatred i think was reserved for this next song (laughs)
1: this worst song on the album next to disturbed it goes disturbed then this
0: but for different reasons disturbed is still making me laugh at the ridiculous nature of how awful it is this is Mm. just uh abysmal abysmal yeah um i i i I could do thoughts about it, or I could just quickly sing a little ditty I wrote about uh, how awful this song is. Yeah,
1: do that. Do that.
0: What's up, motherfucker? You're listening to Addicted. It's a song made by a bunch of abysmal garbage people. (laughs) Imagine if Chad Kroger, Puddle of Mud, and Theory of a Dead Man made worse music than this. I think you'd want to kill yourself, yeah. You'd be like Chester Bennington and all the people on big shiny tunes who want to die because the force to listen to all this music
1: <laughs> couldn't 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 have said it better myself you could have it was, sung it better than yourself with the use of autotune <laughs> 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 yeah just hated it it's a yeah nickelback second worst song in the album uh yeah nickelback but worse i uh i was, wasn't able i don't know a lot about the bible but wasn't able the good brother
0: I don't know, man. My brain. Cain and Abel? Yeah.
1: Cain. K- yeah, Abel's a good one, right? Yeah. So then why are they so bad? <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, because they're from Mississippi.
1: <laughs> they are from Mississippi, and they're terrible. They've got, they've got uh, strippers in the... Here's the thing that I couldn't... Um, there was. I, I was trying to figure out what the song is about, and I don't know why I was trying to do that. But I, yeah. but I was there. I think it's because there was nothing else to pay attention to. I, it was the opposite of the Panic at the Disco. There was nothing to hold my attention, and so I actually got lost in thought while I was watching it. Is this about porn addiction? Is that why? Because like the whole chorus is like, I uh, like I love the sounds you make and all this stuff, and it's like this guy doesn't fuck well. That's clear yeah. from everything about him, and so there's no way he's caused those sounds in someone. But maybe he's hearing them in porn, and so like he loves that, and that's where the addiction's coming in, and that's why the video is him like looking through these tapes and filming these these glamour models that he's got to bring in and sort of writhe around. And that's that's the closest thing to this making any sense at all to me that I was able to get.
0: Yeah, maybe. Maybe it could be that or maybe it's a very subtle commentary on how mainstream media got addicted to the sound of tune because we're addicted <laughs> to sound and lack like share bots.
1: Yeah, maybe it's about our addiction to Nickelback's Chunky Grooves.
0: Only uh, one thing I think is sort of worth mentioning uh, about this band outside of the awfulness of the song is that I found their Wikipedia page, and over the years, they uh, have replaced members... And now mm. the names of the current members in the band, okay? I'm going to give you uh, the, the people who currently make up um, Saving Abel.
1: I can't believe there's still a current Saving Abel.
0: Here are all their first names, okay? There's five people. We got Jason. Mm. We got Steven. Yep. We got Scott. Yep. Yep. We got Scott. And we also yep. got Scott. <laughs> There's
1: Jason Steven and the
0: Scots the the Scots are taking over man I I imagine if all the bands were called like it it was their dream to one day they're just biding their time so other members leave and then they can form their dream band called the Five Scots
1: how many emails do you think they've sent to Scott Stapp (laughs) you know Creed isn't touring Scott come on buddy
0: come on buddy (laughs) or they could call themselves Great Scott and then they could do a month long residency in Scottsdale Arizona (laughs)
1: yeah and just play music from the back to the future <laughs>
0: trilogy you know that creepy sound you've been looking for well listen to this and then it's all five scots yeah. <laughs> we are the five scots and this is our new band come and sing along sha la 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 ram a ding dong bitch <laughs>
1: They would add a bitch at the end of that. They, too. they, totally,
0: they I, I found I found the former lead singer's name, whose name was Jason Weeks. I found his Instagram, and his Instagram is just full of him being like, "Hang out on, on the back patio, bitch." And he's like, "Just a <laughs> he's a white redhead from Mississippi." Yeah. Yep. Hey, uh, you know what's cool about Big Shiny Tunes? They they're like. We're no longer going to call it a bonus track. We're just going to give another song to round it out to 19 since you all loved our bonus track so much. Here's one more for you, but it's not bonus. This one's on the house,
1: which yeah, is this also one's, a bonus. This one's, uh, just uh, just 10% more.
0: This is, I think, uh, if you remember when we were talking um, to Mark Teo, yeah, I think this was his friend's band. Yeah. Can't say I like it too much, but it's not the worst thing that exists.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, uh, you, is it? Do you feel bad talking shit about this because Mark was such a nice guy and it's his friend? I had that feeling a little bit, and I don't have a lot of shitty things to say about it, but in a way, that's almost crueler. Yeah, um, I where like it, this. This just felt like a lot of bands to me. This felt like rock by numbers
0: for sure. But also, it's it's it was put last for a reason.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, also, do you remember? Do do you remember that article that he wrote? So I read that article after Mark told us about it. Where um, so this the one this about guy, bad was, Canadian was, bands uh the one no the one that was written by the by his friend in mission district oh, okay um uh and it was about uh touring across canada and it was a, it was at the same time as this came out and um and he talks about i i really hope that i'm getting this right and i'm not misremembering it but they were like sort of a more rocky band yeah uh and then that wasn't cool and so they were like well we want to be what montreal bands are doing so they they or no they moved to montreal and everyone was like this isn't very cool of you mm-hmm and then and so they're like, okay, we'll play Montreal music. And this is this is the music of compromise. Yeah. That's is it's just fine and it could be anyone. Yeah. Uh, but it's nothing about it stands out. It's all just kind of Did
0: we intru- did we even introduce the song?
1: Oh Jesus, maybe not. <laughs> it's a youth youth games by the mission district. That's almost the meanest and thing it's... we've
0: <laughs> done in discussing yeah. this. I was forgetting yeah. to even introduce it. Um yeah. yeah, I mean, I also think it's a hard spot to be Uh, at the end, because, you know, at this point you're kind of exhausted and, and saving Abel really just, uh, stoned you to death on top of some mythic, uh, cliffside somewhere as God watched you and encouraged you to Mm. somehow forget that you live in a world where theory of a Nickelback clones just roam free. (laughs) Yeah. Disturbing. They're out there. They're fucking out there. But, you know, is this the part of Lord of the Rings where Sam and Frodo are kind of collapsed just right before throwing the ring in the fire once f- for all. Is that where we're at right now? We got, we're almost at the end, buddy.
1: <laughs> I mean, it would be that if, uh, if in the end Sauron got the ring and just won. <laughs> yeah. You <laughs> just found, you just found someone found their dead <laughs> Hobbit corpses <laughs> like in the rubble of Mordor <laughs> gave it to Sauron and game over. You just see the <laughs> Gandalf, dead Gimli <laughs> dead they're all just dead it's just
0: there's a scene where it's like Gandalf and Gimli are getting together and like the the eye is getting bigger in the sky and and you have like that classic Hollywood moment where Gimli's just like perhaps they haven't made it yet and then Gandalf's all like no if I know anything about how and then just explode <laughs> everyone's dead yeah yeah I mean yeah, that's yeah we're reaching we're reaching, we're we're reaching the event horizon of uh, the compilation uh, yeah. it's Black hole. I mean,
1: there's a there's a I'm looking at the lineup now. Yeah. And there are a few songs on here where it's like they knew that this was the last one and so they got it on. Like there's an Our Lady P song on here. Oh wow, okay. Um there's another nickelback song. There's BC Boys featuring Nas. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm weird yeah
0: which is like didn't we already have that with uh three mcs and one dj <laughs> like
1: yeah right and it's it's called too many rappers so yes yeah, we'll see how that yeah. goes i feel like it'll be a good song it's bc boys and nas i'm sure it's good um but yeah you got the Arkells are on here um who i don't know but i remember um jeremy speaking yeah. well of he seems to really like them, so i'm looking forward to hearing what they bring but yeah defaults on here alexis on fire again Allison chains made it this is a crazy thing and i mean part of me is really looking forward to it being over yeah but it's um it's like it doesn't have that i want it to have that american movie thing where you everything's gonna be okay (laughs) but it's not it's world cinema where sometimes things just don't end well
0: are you are you saying that big shiny tunes is more representative of how life actually is than we could ever dream
1: Definitely more than American films are. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) they just went. Listen, it started out okay, and then it got bad, and then it stayed bad. I mean, I'm and then it was done. There's something life.
0: There's something I do not want to uh, face. I think uh, about this, which could have something to do with about life itself. I I really just hope we can end this on a fun note. We can even cut it. Uh, But I was just hoping you could give me like. Something to riff on one more time with the uh, auto-tune just to get wash the taste out of our mouth of uh, living.
1: Okay. So um, all, all of these bands that were on Big Shiny Tunes yeah. 13, yeah. they're all making this music. They're all touring. And then the global economy collapsed. Okay. And they had to look their mediocrity in the face yeah. as they knew that their careers were over because the only reason they existed was riding high on a strong economy. Mm-hmm. Give me that inner monologue.
0: Or an auto-tune song?
1: Oh, yeah. As an auto-tune song. (laughs)
0: Let me take you back to 2008 It was a crazy time in the world You had the raconteurs and the kooks They were playing Glastonbury You had protest, the hero, DiMannikin The verve and Sam Roberts and USS You had panic the disco, yeah And then Cedar came around and they said Hey man, why are our guarantees so low This next tour, and then the accountant man Said, don't you know that the economy's collapsed? And then you got on the phone with your aunt and uncle, and they said they had a mortgage that's been foreclosed. So you try to make more money, but then the shows dry up. And next thing you know, Barack Obama's in the office, and everybody's happy, despite the fact that the Wall Street bankers created QAnon.
1: <laughs> we did it.
0: Queens of the Stone Age, Buck, <laughs> Chariot, Weezer, and Disturbed. Maybe they'll show up on Big Shotty Tunes 14. Lincoln Park while Chester's still alive. Everybody get down tonight at the club because I'm gonna love you and give you hugs and kisses.
1: What a wild ride that was! What a crazy album! I like the verve now I like the verve How did that happen? I hate the verve (laughs) Throughout the whole song Feeling so good Just the way
0: that we should Cause it's nine in the afternoon
1: Stuck in my head forever now?
0: Yeah If you were listening to this episode uh, I'm sure you have a lot of questions Specifically What does the Washington Avenue Grill have to offer Now during COVID times? Well let me tell you take and bake meal kits you can check it out yes. on their website they have things for kids yes stuffed chicken breasts that's delicious braised lamb shank that is delicious all those are tempting but i think i would personally like to try the curry kalua tiger prawns
1: also delicious ahi tuna delicious braised beef poutine delicious
0: take a look online you get extra sides as well infused jasmine rice
1: delicious do you want a view of the sunset Wag. You want fun, charming service? Wag. Get down to the beach. Check out the Washington Avenue Grill. Tell them Chris sent you. They won't give you a discount, but they'll be happy to hear that I'm doing all right.
0: I was trying to think what would be my hope for the next episode, uh, since it's the last one. And it would be Mm. that, magically, they invented teleportation machines, which the more you use them, the less likely you were to catch COVID, and you and I could just listen to the last episode at the Washington Avenue Bar and Grill.
1: Oh, shit. <laughs> um, complicated feelings. I don't know where we go from here. I'm looking forward if, if um, uh, to anyone listening. We are doing a season two. We're going to take a break after 14 because we've been doing this for basically all of lockdown now, and uh, Jordan has worked his ass off editing everything, so we're going to take a break. We're going to go into season two. We don't know what that's going to look like, but this, this has been an event. I honestly think that we're about to be the one of 12 people. That have listened to all 14 big,
0: shiny tunes. You know, yeah. And I feel like that's an accomplishment in a way. For sure. Even though everyone we've tried to engage with in the Canadian music industry around this time have not heard our cries or our pleas, mm. or even just our questions that uh, we really want answered, such as, Jeff Martin, what's with the, all the scars? Yeah, what's going
1: on, Jeff? Except for Jeremy Taggart and Mark Tao, obviously, who came on early on and were fantastic guests. No one else wants to be a part of this podcast. It's so depressing. Yeah. Because we're doing
0: we're doing very important work really well. Here's my last plea, I guess. Much music. Since you're not going to answer our questions, will you at least offer us an apology?
1: Yes. Please apologize for releasing 14 of these and not stopping at five like a normal person. Uh yeah, thank you so much to everyone uh, that's listened so far. We're gonna we're gonna bring it home next episode. Uh do yeah, tweet at us, send us messages. We hear from Semya. Uh but there's there's a bunch of other that we don't know at all, and we'd love uh, we'd love to know what you thought what you thought of it and uh, uh, coming in coming into the close. Uh, but I'd say we call it there. We're going to go into fourteen next week. This has been the Big Shiny Podcast. Rate and review, I guess. Yeah. I mean, there's only two left. Does it matter anymore?
0: No. And also, again, make sure to check out uh, the Wag because it's the best place to get food on the West Coast.
1: Washington Avenue Grill, White Rock Beach. Check it out. Ahi tuna. Bam.
0: Bye. back.